Oh, yeah. Double meat clap. Oh. I, is this like my Bosu ball? This I don't fucking know. pillow? I don't know. I, there's a whole thing about the seat cushions at the house. <laughs> and I just chose to give in because it was something I wasn't going to win. And I'm not even sure what winning would have looked like. Like, I think loss was the only option. But not loss, but like giving up the seat cushions. Yeah. Yeah. What seat cushions? The cushions that were on these seats. Oh. And then Gabby didn't want them or you didn't? She wanted them upstairs on chairs that we never sit on. Oh. And I said, yeah, but then every Monday I have to carry the chairs downstairs and then afterwards carry them back upstairs just so we could have pads on chairs that we never sit at. Yeah. And there's two of us that live in this house. There's two pads already up there. Yeah. So pick which chair you sit in. I won't touch that chair. <laughs> and her thing was, yeah, but then when I look over at the table, two of the chairs don't have pads on them. <laughs> and her idea was, what we came down to, the actual point of disagreement was, we bought the pads so that way the chairs at the table would have pads on them. Mm. My thought was, we bought pads to put on chairs so we could sit on the pads. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's not. So this week, I didn't have time, um, but this week I'm going to have to go get some... More pads? Alternate pads. Yeah. <laughs> those pads come in a four-pack, so I don't want to get those pads. I'm going to get superior pads for the, the podcast? podcast. Oh, yeah. fuck yeah. Yeah. All right, I, ready? I do this early in the morning. Yeah. My Cheers. butt, my butt needs to be cradled. Cheers. Oh, yeah. Cheers. Yeah. Good luck. Oh, yeah. I love mud gum. <laughs> it's just bad. <laughs> like, even as I was, like, mixing it, I was thinking, like, can I take it back? Like, <laughs> I know that we've already consumed, like, half the canister. Is that all we're through is half of it? But can I can I take it back and be like, you know what? Fuck you. I've bought like thousands of dollars for the stuff from you guys. And I've never complained about any of it. But this shit is fucking terrible. Oh my God. And it doesn't even do that good of a job. Yeah, it's just you hate yourself. And that's for, it. Yeah. Like that's it's, it. You don't it, there's no benefit. Yeah, it's not like it. afterwards you're like, yeah, let's go. Yeah. No. It like it tastes like shit. And then I don't know what the end then is. You're just like, oh, that was yeah. bad. Yeah. Please I don't know. stop. So I like, did. I was drinking that. I was like, is it over yet? Yeah, is it over yet? That's what I was thinking. Please, please be done now. Yeah, it was like Anthony Brella's second round at USDGC. <sighs> oh, Too it's, soon? It's so bad. Too oh, soon? It's so bad. Oh. Um. Anyways, oh. I, we, I watched a little bit of some USDGC live coverage this week. Me too. And uh, I'm just starting the... Th- we just started the third round as we were setting up here today. Yeah. But... Uh, I came up with the idea. Tuna jumped along. I think Alex Russell is the Kirkland brand Thomas Gilbert. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think sh- so. He shot crazy hot fire second round. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Nailed it. Nailed it. What was it? I think he shot 15 down. I don't know. Something stupid. Yeah. Him and Dickerson second round were just like. Yeah, because I remember you were saying, like, I mean, after the first round, he was nowhere. I remember not seeing him anywhere. The only thing I really remembered from looking at scores first round was, like, oh, Macbeth is towards the top. I wonder if I can pull it up real fast. 
So it and then I remember being like, wow, I can't believe Brella shot 13 down. Yeah. Um, But I didn't know the setup of the course. So, um, I mean, just in full disclosure, I've only really been like watching disc golf on the internet like a loser for the last couple of years. Um, so I haven't watched a lot of the USDGCs. Right. I think I've watched three. Yeah. I remember trying to talk to you about it like in past years and you're like, yeah, I could give a shit less. Yeah. Like, why are you talking to me about I had that, it? I had that and I was so weird. It's like, I guess I'll just keep talking to Jared. Yeah. <laughs> about I had all that this. Steve Dodge feel. Yeah. Who watches? <laughs> Anyways. Um, but I didn't realize how much they changed the course and the play of the course each year. Mm -hmm. Like I was thinking like, it's like most other tournaments, like maybe there's one thing here and one thing there. And so when I watched it last year and they had changed that stuff and, and they had put in those different holes and stuff like that, I thought it was because they couldn't access that one part of the course, which was mm -hmm. why they did it last year. Yeah. But I didn't know, um, that they kind of changed the play every year. Yeah. And then it's like, like the one long hole, I think it's eight it's before the beach island hole mm -hmm. they've changed that t-pad however many times and then the basket location just has two that it bounces back and forth between mm -hmm. but it's been like really short and really attackable back to like where it is now or like close to that back i think even a little further and left of that and then they have the one that's like on the dock on the water yeah yeah like i know that one's changed a bunch 888's changed a few times yeah um yeah bamboo it, hole yeah like, and just what's ob what's hazard yeah stroke and distance like how they play it out all that stuff um i, I guess i just never really realized that it was so much up for grabs in terms of like what the course is that they're gonna play yeah like obviously you're still playing winthrop you know and you're still like doing all this stuff but in terms of like Oh, this year this is just going to be hazard. We're going to bring this in a little bit, and and last year it's like stroke and distance and all that. So, um, I I liked that. I thought that that was really cool because you're not you're not sure what the test is going to be till you get there. I like that. Like we were talking about CrossFit before, mm -hmm. and uh, I like that. Yeah, that, like even though you know the course and all that stuff, you don't know till you get there. Like what's yellow, what's red, what's what? You know, in terms yeah. of like how it's yeah. Gonna I be. actually when I was at Scott's yesterday, I was on his computer playing some games or whatever but i had the uh i pulled up youtube to like yeah. have some background music going and i saw live streaming um it was weird because it was on his account yeah and this isn't like something i've known him to be interested in but like the um the crossfit games like yeah ceremony was, or whatever it was yeah. on yeah i thought that was awesome and then the dude who got third place super strong mullet yeah and then just didn't know where awesome. to go he did like, he yeah. was like oh wait i'm supposed to go up there oh wait i'm supposed to stand on the podium yeah <laughs> so he won uh he what won, was his name he won I... men uh i forget his name. it starts with m yeah it's not mendoza no um i watched the entire thing i watched it yeah. all weekend long yeah but yeah he got rookie. he's 21 yeah he got rookie of the year and he got third place yeah so two people <clears throat> totally shit the bed yeah yeah and, was uh, it or was it our girl and someone else? No, no, no. Two dudes. Oh, I'm okay. saying in that in there was so they had a qualifier of the top thirty. Yeah. They did it online. They had like people from CrossFit at your gym. They measured all your weights. They measured all your shit. They did oh, all okay. this. And then you live streamed into them and some people onto the yeah. internet. Um, all these events over gotcha. over like a few days. Then the top people, the top five from that qualifier, 
like a month later, however many, I think it was like a month ago. So like a month later then the top five men, top five women went to California mm-hmm. and then they competed there for the weekend. Gotcha. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Um, and so it was a little bit different. It, well, it was a lot of it different, obviously in that way, but, um, it, it kind of forced things to go a little bit differently in order to get there. Mm-hmm. So once they got there, it was really different because you only have five people. Yeah. So it's 100 points, 75 points, 55 points, 35 points, and then 15 or zero points for fifth place. Yeah. So if you phone it in, you get zero points. Okay. <laughs> so if you give a full effort, and there's a judge there, if you give a full effort, you got 15 points. Gotcha. Um, so normally, if you have kind of a shitty event, you can still kind of land in the middle and it won't kill you. Mm-hmm. Where now, like... That's not the case. Not the case. Yeah. So, like, both of the people at the top are super dominant. Yeah. So, there were 12 events, right? Mm-hmm. And Matt Frazier yeah. won 10 of them <laughs> and got second in two of them. Yeah. So, out of a possible 1,200 points, he got 1,150 points. Nice. It was fucking insane. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the woman did really... She, she did, like, 1,035 points or something out of a possible 1,200. Mm-hmm. So, again, she just dominated... But the other four, it was, like, fucking crazy. Like, even 10 events in, like, you're going from third to second or from fourth to second and all this other stuff. It was, like, so close. Um, But, yeah, he ended up, Jeff Adler and uh, Noah Olson, bullshit the bet on the dude's side. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And so that that guy, he's 21. He had had done it um, previously as, like, a teenager and stuff like that. But this was his first, like, legit individual CrossFit games. Um, and so, yeah, he got rookie of the year. He was, he was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because I don't like, I've only been following CrossFit for like a little bit, but evidently just like powerlifting or bodybuilding or things like that, like long arms are not an advantage. It yeah. is not disc golf. Yeah. Right. So like he has the longest arms. Yeah. So any kind of overhead press, it just kills you Yeah. because your arms are long. Right. So you have like a bigger hinge to do. So he, uh. I liked it because he went like right at it. Mm-hmm. Like most of the other guys have conceded because Matt, that is his fifth in a row. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So um, a lot of the other guys just concede that they're like, even in the events, they're just like playing for second place. Yeah. Where that dude was like, I'm going to get him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know That's mean? nutty because you have like, I don't know, like I'm getting into it ish because you were telling me about it. So I'm doing like research here and there or whatever. Yeah. But just seeing like the builds of these guys and then seeing Frazier, like, cause these guys like are fit for yeah, sure. They're like the fittest people on the yeah. planet. And yeah. then you have a dude who's just more than that. Yeah. Like it was interesting at the end um, because he is so dominant. Yeah. Like he is so dominant. It is fucking crazy because like this is the first CrossFit games I ever watched mm-hmm. like full on through. Like I've watched parts of other ones and I've seen stuff and I watched a couple documentaries on it and whatever, but I yeah. never like actually watched the coverage like i was watching us dgc or something um and it was it was really interesting to see because there's so many tests of all these different things um and it's just crazy like no matter what the combination of things is he was super dominant so the two events that he didn't win one of them was total lift weight Mm -hmm. so you did a back squat yeah and then you did a strict shoulder press. 
Okay. So you stand straight, legs straight, everything straight. Bar here, and you just press it up. Oh, God. And breathe down. It's fucking terrible. Oh, and Jesus. Then, and then deadlift. Okay. So they're all squatting, like, I want to say, like, high 400s. Okay. Right, 450, 4 whatever. Um, you get three tries. So the way that it goes is you got five guys in order. Fifth place to first place. Starts at fifth place. You put whatever weight on the bar you want. Mm-hmm. You cannot take weight off the bar. Okay. Once the guy before you lifts, you have 45 seconds, and then you have to lift. Gotcha. So this guy tries whatever the fuck he's going to try. Then this guy, boom, 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 boom. So since Frazier's in first, he gets to squat last to see like what he needs to squat. Gotcha. But but you only have 45 seconds. And then once you put that weight on, you can't take it off. Yeah. So if you like, all right, I'm going to go for this. And then you get down and you're like, I can't. And you bail out. That's, that's it. it. The, the next loop around, you have to try the same weight at least or put more weight on. Gotcha. So they all did the the squat, and Frazier won the squat by like a little bit. But it doesn't matter. It's just a total of the three. And they were talking about like, oh, well, you, you're not going to make up ground in the strict shoulder press. Because even if like you're awesome at it or you're terrible at it, it's not that big of a difference. Yeah. And the strict shoulder press is so much of like just movement to keep the bar going straight. If the bar gets out in front of you because it's so isolated in the joints that it uses that like yeah. you don't have a lot of like leeway. <laughs> And they're like, oh, it'll come down to the deadlift. So Frazier won the squat. And then Jeff Adler, who's like French Canadian, Mm -hmm. just fucking deadlifted like a beast. Yeah. Yeah. And that was like one of the events that he lost. And I think he lost by like eight pounds or something. Yeah. Yeah. But it was because (laughs) Adler, like what he was willing to put on for the deadlift was just fucking insane. Yeah. So he lost that event. And I'm trying to think of what the other event was that he lost. I don't know. Um, Quant won it. I think it was, uh, you had the assault bike, so with the fan, and you got the hands going back and forth. Yeah, 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 yeah. You do so much of that. Then you swim 50 meters. Then you get off of that, and then you do, you know how we have the reverse hyper thing? So they have ones with, like, the bumps. Okay. You put your feet in, and then you do a, like, fully hyperextended sit-up. Oh, You do, like, 10 of those, and then you have a slam ball. Yeah. That you lift up and slam down, and you do 10 of those. And then you run across the finish line. That's one rep. Or that's one set. Then you, like, from when you start till the next set starts is four minutes. Yeah. And then you go backwards. So you start with the slam ball. Oh, okay. Then okay, the okay, revert, okay. like, hyperextended sit-ups. Yeah. Then swim 50 meters and then do the attack bike. Yeah. So Frazier's a pretty good swimmer. Quant's a decent swimmer. What it really came down to is on the assault bike, weight is a big, big factor. So Quant's like a big dude. Like yeah. Frazier's jacked and he's big for his size, but he's kind of a shorter guy. Yeah. Where Quant's like a bigger guy. Yeah. So he lost. I mean, it was like, I, th- I think out of the four, like you do it four times. I think out of the four, he lost by like two seconds or something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. That was, <laughs> that was it. So, wow. Yeah. It was, it was, it was crazy. Um, but yeah, that dude won rookie of the year and he got third place yeah and he nice. had no idea like where to go or what yeah. was happening <laughs> and uh yeah it, it's funny to see because like you don't know their i don't know their backgrounds right because i haven't watched like that much but some of them were like you know uh some of them are from like olympic lifts mm-hmm. so like they used to compete in like olympic lifting um yeah. some of them have like track and field backgrounds some of them have like like noah olstein played like water polo in college and did this other shit and whatever. And so you don't know. Um, but, uh, the top woman to me, they did, they did that same event. And I was like, Oh, here we go. Cause she got her ass kicked in handstands. So you had to walk a hundred yards on your hands. Mm-hmm. 
she got last place. <laughs> like so, Brooke Wells, yeah, um, who's good at some stuff and not good at everything else, but um, evidently really good in handstands. So she okay. just cruised, yeah. And like it was funny because he watched Tia Tia Toomey, like who's kicked every ass and everything, like as she's trying to like walk on like her hands. One, wait up, guys. <laughs> so she lost. She didn't win that one. Um, but I was interested to see because I'm a terrible swimmer. We've already talked about this. I'm yeah. horrible. <laughs> so I was like, well, that's bullshit. You'd have to swim. But that's part of the thing is like that's one of the like bike riding, swimming, running, all this stuff. Yeah. Um, but so I was like interested to see like how can Frazier swim? Like, can he swim? And he's like a decent swimmer. All the guys were like equal in swimming. Like mm-hmm. no one's like making up ground on the swimming. Yeah. So when the women go to do it. They do the assault bike first. They jump in the water. And Tia was like last off the bike significantly. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck. Is she yeah. not gonna, it was, dude, she gets in the water and it was like everyone else is running She's a dolphin. Ice. Oh, my God. Yeah. Dude, she's just <laughs> flying. Like after like three strokes, I was like, oh, there's a swimmer. And she just fucking like she was the first out of the pool on the other end. Really? Like in 50 meters, she made up all the ground. And I was like, oh well, my. she just won this event. Like, Oh, my. Because the swimming is so much of it. Like yeah. how much time are you going to make up on sit-ups? Yeah. How much time are you going to make up on slamming the ball? Right. But swimming. But you're swimming 50 meters each. Yeah. Each like set, whatever. Yeah. So right when I started, I was like, holy shit. And yeah. it's the same thing every time. Yeah. So struggle bus on a couple thing becomes alpha dolphin yeah! in the water. That's insane. And then just knocks out the yeah, rest of it. Just knocks it out. Yeah. So uh yeah, it was it was it was cool. But anyways, um the coolest part about it is the final thing that they had, the twelfth mm-hmm. event, which was on Sunday afternoon. So you've already done eleven other things. Yeah. Right, like that's the thing. Like when you're watching it on the internet, like, oh, here's an event that they're doing, but you're yeah. not aware of, like, because I'd never watched the whole thing before. Like, over the last three days, what these people have done, yeah, before they ever hit, yeah, this they're working line. out to like work out to the best they can at the end, yeah. <laughs> like, so you get there on the last, yeah. but the last one, so there's five on each side, um, which they haven't had before because there's usually you know a lot of people. So for the last event, they put them all <laughs> together. Okay, both sexes. They had two things that they did both at the same time. But this one, they put both sexes together. So they had 10 people, and you had line, lane assignments. Mm-hmm. And so next to each other were Matt Frazier and Tia Claire Toomey. They're, they work out together in okay. the same gym. They have the same coaches. Gotcha. Whatever. They're just like, we're going to die. It would be like Paige and Paul like moved into a house together. And they're yeah. like, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. Um, but kind of more. They're more, much more dominant than they are in disc golf, yeah. which is crazy to think about. But yeah. it's the truth. <laughs> yeah. So they're in lanes next to each other, and then everyone else is like out from there, basically. Mm-hmm. But that's just on paper. They're actually starting on dirt, right? And you just start running. So they just stayed in the back. So you run a mile. Each one's wearing a weighted vest. Men are wearing weighing twenty pounds. Women are wearing fifteen or fourteen pounds. Okay. You run a mile, then you get into the stadium, and you do a hundred uh, handstand push-ups. Okay. Okay. And then you do 200 pistols. So pistols are a one-leg squat. So you put one leg out, you drop all the way down, stand up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've seen them? Yes. Yeah, then yes. you switch sides. Yep. You switch sides. Yep. So you do 200 of those. Oh, my God. And then you go over and you do 300 pull-ups. So they do like the like kipping pull-ups where you're like kind of like, it almost looks like you're like swimming on the oh, bar. You know what yeah, I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, 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 yeah. So you do 300 of those and then you run a mile again. Yeah. And you come back and that's it. So, both of them, Tia and Matt, had won points on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Even if they came in last place all day on Sunday, they would win. 
that's how like really r- yeah that's oh how like God. ridiculous out like yeah it was crazy so, so did they phone it in no 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 really they both they won sent it? well yeah they both won the first two events right they both won the first two events on no matt won the second he came in second and won an event mm-hmm. on sunday and tia i think won both events on sunday um or won one whatever i don't know anyways when it came down to the last event they just stayed with each other yeah it was one of the coolest things i've ever seen because really? you never get the opportunity to do it so they just ran the mile together mm-hmm. they were just like not back of the, they were like kind of back of the pack but it was like the whole pack and then two girls that were fighting for third place yeah so those two girls were like Pow! yeah but everyone else was just like in a pack so they okay. came in in a pack and then they just did the whole workout in sets with each other really so they did like the overhead push-ups in like sets of 20 or whatever Gotcha. And they'd sit down, you know, and they'd take their, like, breath, have a drink, and then they'd both walk up, do 20, come back, sit down. Gotcha. And they went through the whole thing, like, a workout together. That's and awesome. And they were just, like, talking to each other. Yeah. While it was going on. And then they ran the mile together. Yeah. So, Matt was in second place. So, they essentially did a victory lap together? Yeah. It was, yeah. like, the world's long. It was, like, an yeah. hour-long victory lap. Yeah. Yeah. That's hilarious. But Matt still won the event. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So women are faster at that event, just yeah. in general, because yeah. like you're getting into like body weight stuff, and it's a little bit easier for those women. I, I mean, yeah, it's probably you know I don't know. It's still I'm sure insanely Insane. difficult. <laughs> it's just, but they're super fit. They got less that they're moving around. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so Tia was in third because those two like two girls whatever really I don't know. Yeah, they went for it, and then uh, shoot, they were just like in this pace. They're just gonna stick to this pace, and wherever it finishes, it finishes. Yeah. So Matt was a little bit behind going into the run, but Noah Olson, who was winning in the run, was dead. Like the minute he started running, so <laughs> Matt and Tia are like jogging, and they're like going along, you know, and they're just like they're talking the whole time. It was like so fucking cool. Yeah. And they're just like talking to each other, or whatever, and they're running, and they're like slowly tracking down Noah Olson, and then you could see like. Matt kind of looking at Tia like, dude, I'm not going to lose this event. Like, yeah, let's go. Uh, yeah. And then they just blew by him. And then they just like jogged it in and held each other's hands and ran through the finish or whatever. And it was yeah. just like, I got all choked up. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, dude, that's one of the sweetest things. Because like, you know, you're here three days a week and we put a lot of time in this year. Yeah. But like, that's all they do. That's literally yeah. all they do. It's yeah. every day. Yeah. They work out every fucking day. Yeah. On swimming, running, biking, lifting, different uh, exercises, different movements, all that stuff. Yeah. It's all year. And then you're there together and you're like taking a victory lap. Yeah. Of like it all worked. Yeah. It all fell into place. Yeah. Like, like it, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I talk about like, uh, you know, our team in that way of like we all work together to try to figure shit out so we can all like go out and do it. Yeah. But like you're on a team with like one other person and you guys are like fucking a mile ahead of the rest of the world yeah and now you're just like out there together like all right cool yeah, yeah this fucking worked yeah <laughs> like, that's crazy this really worked because i, I want to go back and watch it yeah because i thought like for whatever reason i thought there was going to be more uh that day and then like the live stream um kind of early disc golf pro tour-esque yeah um but it was just like sitting there for the longest time until like i forgot that it was going um, and then like it started playing randomly, like the announcer came on or whatever. That's when I realized it was the ceremony and awards it on, for it. Yeah. Um, like I thought that it was going to be like the last day events or whatever. Cause I was curious to like watch and see or whatever. Um, but just seeing the award ceremonies, like I really want to go back and watch it and yeah. just see whatever. And then same with, uh, like USDGC, like we've been watching or whatever. And yeah. it's all only the, what was live streamed. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like 
I'm sure there's going to be post-production at some point. I just don't know when. So the only one, like if you want to watch all of round one, it's three hours of your time. Yeah. Unless you're going in and like fast forwarding through everything. It seems like a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Yeah. I, I tried to do that with <laughs> yeah. something else before. And this time I'm like, I'm just going to let it play. Yeah. Like I know my ADD will kick in and I'll miss parts, but whatever. Yeah. That's fine. Cause you're going to get the most of it or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I want to watch. Obviously we talked about the finishes and whatever. Yeah. Um, it's a better product than what I thought. Yeah. Honestly, watching like having the live stream and not post-production up has forced me to watch the live stream, which I never watch. Yeah. Um, I thought it was way better than what I was expecting. Yeah. Like it was, and it was way more enjoyable to watch, like because I didn't want to sit there and be a remote warrior. <laughs> yeah. And keep like, neat, neat, yeah, neat. yeah. I don't mind it. It's just like, it's a lot of time. So I'll either be doing something and watching it or like if I dedicate my time to it. Um, I almost invited you over on Saturday. Yeah, <laughs> you should have. Last year I did it. I, I posted up um, like I was about to watch like the final round of USDGC or whatever. Yeah. Like got the $20 thing or whatever. And then Phil messaged me like, hey, like, can we watch it together? What is, yeah, dude, come on over. So it was like me, him and Amanda. Um, I don't know. We like drank some beer, ate McDonald's, watched the whole thing. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Shout out, Phil. Happy birthday. Yeah. Phil. I can't yeah. imagine what that room smelled like. <laughs> it was fine. It was totally uh -huh. fine. Yeah. It was just funny because it was like OG Phil before he lost like a thousand pounds or whatever. Yeah. Like, it's just so funny. Yeah, just pumping McDonald's yeah, and beer. Yeah, because dude, he eats so much. Like, he was like, do you guys want to get some McDonald's? Like, yeah, sure. Why not? Like, I was going somewhere to get drinks or whatever. And he's like, get like, uh, get me a Big Mac meal or whatever it was and then like some extra fries you know what just get like a 20 piece nugget or whatever yeah. I was like, <laughs> like i thought like i ate a lot yeah and really like i i do when i'm like like after working out now like i can eat a lot and it makes sense and it feels like i'm burning fuel and it's not just like sitting there yeah. in me like it's actually Pour doing some gravy something on me. yeah but like then it was just like I'm still like working on not eating so much, and this dude's like eating everything in the fucking world. Yeah, he's oh using God. like uh, yeah fisher fisherman's fillets as napkins. Yeah, <laughs> just, just trying to get it all on board. Yeah, last night yeah. Uh, or Saturday night because Gabby had to work, and I was like sitting around here, and I was just like trying to get my body right for yesterday. Yeah, because we went out and threw on Friday, which we will get into, which was disgusting. Yeah. Um. And my body just didn't feel good. Yeah. So I was like, all right. Like, I was worried that I had overtrained. Yeah. So uh, I figured it out, which I'll tell you when we get into it. But okay. um, I was kind of freaked out. And I was like, yeah. shit, you know, how's this going to go? Yeah. Plus, I had some power washing to do. Yeah. Um, anyways. <laughs> so I was just like, so then I was like, well, fuck it. I just committed to a round. I'm like, I'm just going to watch a round. I made myself a gluttonous bowl of pasta. Yeah. And I was like, I'm just going to do this. I ate well all day. You know, took my vitamins like Hulk yeah. Hogan. And uh yeah, I just tried to get my body right, and it worked. Like I woke up on Sunday, my body was fine. But yeah, nice. I almost gave you the call, like, "Hey man, you want to come over? <laughs> you want to come over and watch USDGC with me?" But uh, yeah, yeah. Instead, I just watched it in the dark with my cats. Whatever. I mean, yeah. I'm down. I want. I tried. Uh, I went over it's to Scotts better, all it's weekend. It's better to watch. Like, you, yeah. like I think because it's so long. Yeah. And there's so much going on, and like yeah. I always like to comment on stuff. Like I, I still like even when you're not here, and it's just me. I'm still yeah. commenting on stuff out loud. Oh and yeah. Like rolling around in my chair laughing. Yeah. Oh, it's fun. Like I'll I'll watch. Um, like when Fred and I were doing it, I wish again still Fred. I want you to like be a part of it. Um, 
Yeah, when you guys did that, it was fucking great. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was it was a lot of fun. I thought it was more unique, but having those comments out loud recorded is great. Um, but watching events like together, it's kind of like the UFC fight, but for disc golf kind of thing. Yeah. And watching with your friends is a lot of fun, and I didn't really get that until like Phil came over last year for USDG. Yeah. I was like, this is actually like great um, well, because is- you're both like invested into a sport that you're watching. Versus, yeah. Like I'm starting to understand that about. Like football, like I was watching the Lions game with Scott yesterday. That's why we stopped watching USDGC because the yeah. game came on, and I was like more involved in it. Like things started making more sense. Like I'm understanding the plays and everything. Yeah. And this is me just like going to these games and being forced to watch it and just like I have to figure out what's happening because I have to follow the ball. Yeah, obviously. Um, so like I was able to like get everything in and like everything was actually like I was getting like maybe this is what's going on. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that- <laughs> it's just so funny because yeah. like. Literally, I like. I never knew for the longest time. Like, I know how like a touchdown kind. Like, you cross this line, you're in the end zone. That's a touchdown. Yeah. But like, what does that mean? I didn't know for the longest time. Like, I thought a touchdown was seven points, and that was it. Yeah. No, it's six points, and then you have the option of going for two or one. Right. So either field goal or run it in, and it was like all this stuff. It was. I was so proud of myself, weirdly, because it was like I'm starting to like get it, and like. All right, so they did this, and that number pops up on there, and then like they run it in, and it's like two points pop up. Like it's just so dumb. Yeah. But like doing that allowed me to like, okay, I'm starting to like understand this Sunday football thing or whatever a little more. Yeah. And so Lions played the Falcons, and then Scott started telling me about one of the linemen. Um, like I forget why it led up to this guy, but this dude from Australia. It's like yeah, there's this lineman who plays for uh, Minnesota. He's yeah, he, some, he was a rugby guy. For something. Yeah. It's like three R's and eight E's. Yeah, he's like six, nine, four hundred pounds. Yeah. And I was watching some highlights from him yesterday. And like this you, first, you can just he stands out very well yeah. in like the line of people. And the dude who's like on the opposite side just has to be like, why? Why? Why me? Like, can we just hire another guy just as big as this fuck? Right. Like, I don't want to do this. Like, right. This is not ideal. And you see, he's like, he's trying to get through, and the guy's like a sumo wrestler. He's just like, no. And he just like grabs him by the pads and just like sets him aside. Yeah. It's just so funny. It's like the dude's trying really hard. This guy's like, this is nope. easy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nope. Yeah. What? Who's the basketball player? Um, Jimmy Matambo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I just look at football as like it's it's immediate darwinism yeah right like you start off as little kids and everybody's like i want to play yeah and then eventually it gets to like here are genetically elite human beings yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's just, like you're you just start, gonna have you start here and you finish up here and mm-hmm. there's some reality that like no matter how hard you're willing to work you're yeah. just probably not gonna do it unless like you were you have the most insane willpower like kind of like kevin jones yeah there's like a there's like, like yeah but in football at some level like it doesn't really matter. Like right. there, there's probably in the NFL, there's probably less than 20 dudes that are there a hundred percent based on willpower. Yeah. Right. Um, and you have some of those guys that do insane jobs. Mm-hmm. So like Julian Edelman who plays for the Patriots and who has been their slot receiver. So the slot receiver is the guy that runs in the middle of the field. Yeah. The worst job yeah. in football. Yeah. Cause you're like catching it as you're coming across. You can't look to see what's going on. You're just focused on the ball. You catch it and then you turn and there's some guy there that's like, yeah. And, and you're on the ground. Yeah. Yep. And then you're like, Oh shit. Yeah. So Julian Edelman was like a high school quarterback. And I think he played quarterback in college a little bit. Yeah. And he went to like a nothing college and then really like 
he's one of those guys of will. Mm-hmm. And was like, well, I know I can do this. And he's won like, I don't know, a handful of Super Bowls. But one of the best things, like if you get into it, is like the interview with him after they won the Super Bowl. Yeah. And he's like crying. And he's there with his dad. And he's like, yeah, like everybody said I would never be able to do this. Yeah. And so he's a guy of will. Even taking that human being who's pure will, putting himself yeah. in danger, that guy genetically is fucking insane. Yeah. Like he's, he's short, right? In football, height on a lot of positions doesn't matter. Obviously, the line it does. Mm-hmm. But like he's still super fucking fast. And he's still like, like obviously, that's from hard work. I'm not saying it's yeah. not. But like that dude's got some genetic gifts. Yeah. Yeah. And he's fucking hilarious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but so that, so what you're talking about is what got me into watching disc golf. Yeah. Like the first time I ever really watched disc golf was at Chris Barnes's <clears throat> house after a tournament at Rolling Hills. He invited Will and I over to his house to watch whatever mm-hmm. uh, with Sapu Payu yeah. as, uh, as the announcer. We went over there and uh, I'd never really done that before. I'd never really watched disc golf before. And so, like, we got over there and sat in his basement. He had, like, a projector under the wall, so it was gigantic. Yeah. And we just sat there and watched it. And I was, like, make cracking jokes like I do about Seppo being yeah. Sean Connery and yeah. all this other stuff. And we were watching it. And, I, like, I really enjoyed it. And after that, I just kind of fell in love with watching watching disc golf. Yeah. Yeah. This, when I lived in New York, the weird thing is baseball. Mm-hmm. I can't stand baseball. I think it's fucking <laughs> boring. Um, I actually worked when I worked in horses with a guy that owns part of the Yankees. Really? So, Steinbrenner is from Cleveland. He tried to buy the Indians. Mm-hmm. the price tag that they gave him he's like <laughs> <laughs> one you're fucking crazy two i could almost buy the yankees for that yeah and they were like yeah good luck so he picked up like i think it's 12 guys for eight percent or eight guys for 12 percent. okay and then they bought the yankees yeah <laughs> and so one of those guys is the guy that i worked for gotcha. so he had like worlds he had like four or five world series rings like yeah crazy shit and uh, it was always a big deal and i just could give a shit so, like, yeah. I could have gone to the parade every year in New York. This is before I lived in New York. Like, gone to the parade and everything else. Um, I did get to wear a World Series ring, the 25th World Series or something. It has, like, 25 diamonds in the NY and then 25 really? diamonds on the outside. Yeah, it was, like, something. It was, like, a $155,000 ring. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I got to wear it, like, out. We were in Florida. <laughs> and I was, like, going. I think we were in Tampa. And uh, we were, like, waiting in line for a club. And I went with the guy that was, like, the trainer. And he's like, fuck this. We're not waiting in line. And I was like, all right. So we went up to the front to the bouncer and we had the ring. And we're like, hey, dude, do you know what this is? Yeah. And the guy's like, it's a World Series ring. And we're like, yeah. You want to try it on? Yeah. He's like, yeah. He's like, we let you try it on. We let us in. And he's like, like, oh, fuck yeah. Totally. He's like, is that thing real? And we're like, who the fuck makes a fake World Series ring to wear around? We're like, yeah, it's real. Yeah. And so he's like, yeah. So he called the other bouncer over and he put it on. He's like, holy shit. He's like, wow, dude, that's awesome. And then he gave back to him. He was like, all right, guys, go ahead. They're like, yeah. <laughs> this is so baller. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't give a shit about it. But when I lived in New York, the whole city watches baseball. Yeah. It's a baseball city. Right? You have the you Yankees and the Mets. Yeah. So it's by neighborhood, which is weird. Like, you don't you don't go to a bar and, like, half the people are, like, Mets fans and half the people are Yankees fans. Mm-hmm. Totally not the case. Really? Like, this area of New York is Yankees fans. And this area of New York is Mets fans. Okay. So, I was obviously a Yankee fan because the guy that I worked for owned part of the Yankees. And, yeah. You know, whatever. Decision was made. Decision was made. Yeah. Um, and I don't know enough about baseball to know the nuances of the Mets. But you don't even have to be a baseball fan to know about the Yankees. So, yeah. But I would go to the bar in the middle of the day. It's so weird because everybody works like 15, 16 hours a day anyways. Mm-hmm. So, what's the difference if you're working 
late at night or in the middle of the day. So like everybody just like takes a break in the middle of the day, like a siesta or something. Yeah. Goes and watches the baseball game and then just goes back to work till midnight. Yeah. <laughs> but in the middle of the day, like it, the city, like kind of at some level, like stops and watches baseball. Yeah. So I really got into that. I really dug it. Like summertime, it's hot. Go up, sit down, yeah. grab two beers in the middle of the afternoon, watch a baseball game. Everyone yeah. there knows everyone's stats, knows everything that's going yeah. on. Like <laughs> you start to learn all the players and like the you learn the players of the other teams even and stuff. Yeah. And I just really got into it. I've never, I haven't done that too much with uh, with disc golf, but I like when I sit in there and said it, I was like, this would be so much better. Like if you were here and we were like fucking cracking jokes about it and whatever. Yeah. Especially for USDGC because there's like so much OB so many decisions to be made you know yeah. like a lot of the courses when we we're watching hornet's nest or um you know jonesboro or even um idlewild and stuff like that it's not a lot of decisions yeah it's trying to hit that line yeah. you know what i mean like ah, turn yeah. it over a little early yeah ah, should have put a little <laughs> bit more on that yeah but it's not so much of like what's he gonna do here yeah we're like usdgc is a lot of like all right what's he gonna do yeah. You know, fucking Ezra going for the eagle try. Yeah. Throwing it in the parking lot three times in a row. Yeah. You're like, okay. Yeah. You know, taking a 10. You're like, all right. So I, I think like, especially in that situation, like that's probably like now I get it. Where before we were talking about like, you know, who's going to get the streaming package. Like I get it now. I think it'd be fun. Mm -hmm. Get the stream and then watch it at the end of the day. Like, yeah. Not watch it in the middle of the day, but at the end of the day and then sit down with like a couple people and watch it. Yeah. For sure. Because you watch people just throw it away. Yeah. Conrad. Yeah, it's 17. hugely entertaining. Yeah. Like, and whether, like, for the good or bad or whatever, there's entertainment behind it. And you're just as invested as you are. These people are obviously just at, at least just as invested. So, I yeah. don't know. I'm, like, I'm, like, more bummed now after it where it's like, dude, I was right there. And I didn't even, I wasn't even really planning for trying to play the usdgc even though like i wanted to but just like financially timing whatever it's just never really like worked out yeah and then this was something where it's like i really want whatever and then i was like one stroke away like because <laughs> of a foot fault or not being able to like put it together on 18 yeah <laughs> it's like i was right there like fuck and this was like kind of like not that i wasn't trying but i was trying to be like really like slow methodical not be like out for blood type thing yeah and i was like a stroke off like god damn it yeah like because that course i've played that course before um winthrop gold that is yeah not with the ropes or anything but still being able to like kind of envision everything and you kind of get the idea but yeah. I'm, it's still not the same as it actually just being in but it was really weirdly nostalgic when I was playing it because it's like I've seen this I don't know how many times yeah. at this point and it's like I basically know what to throw on every hole or at least I know what everyone else throws right. so now I can just measure what it is that I'm doing versus what it is that they're doing and what they're throwing where they're landing and a lot of it was like this isn't as crazy as it looks on camera like yeah. not that it's not skillful skillful or anything like that but like where I put myself versus like realistically where I could put myself. Yeah. Like I'm higher up, I think, in being able to execute the shots. It's just being able to do it within the tournament, yeah. obviously. But like at the time, hole one was more of the original straight shot hole one where you throw like a putter up yeah. shot. Um, were, you, were you thinking like what would Larry Leonard do in this situation <laughs> or Al Sugar Shack? Like, 
Any of that cross? Yeah, mind? yeah. Like, what would Sugar Shack do? Uh, he'd probably throw a putter or rock <laughs> everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. So I, I'd love to be able to go play. And then Fountain Hills is just one that I'd like to go play too. Yeah, like playing the Memorial would be sweet. Las Vegas Challenge would be sweet. Yeah. Someday, all of them, yeah. all of them would be yeah. amazing. Someday. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> sweet. I think playing the USDGC would be the sweetest. Because yeah. like it's so hard to qualify for that course is so it's such a different test. You yeah. know what I mean? Like we were talking last time about the tour championship. And that course is very difficult, um, in its own way. It's very like North Carolina disc golf. You know, oh, yeah. I mean? like Yeah, Hornet's Nest is known for you have to lace lines and yep. it's a big course too. Yeah. Like and I like that format. But definitely USDGC, four rounds on that. I think that it is like such an interesting mental test. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because like you're kind of decision making what you go for, playing your own game, playing with inside yourself, you know, knowing what your strategy is. Playing yeah, the I think it's like a huge endurance test. It's like a yeah. marathon. It's like a mental marathon. Yeah. Of like really hitting like having a good approach to your having a good game plan and executing that game plan and not allowing yourself to be like fuck it yeah 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 I'm exactly I'm because as now. soon as you do that there it can go real bad Ooh. really fast yeah. like especially on the setup depending on how it's set up like yeah you could just yeah yeah exactly yeah. like you can't win it on a hole but you no. can lose it on a hole. yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. you can take specifically yourself. 17 but not only 17. Yeah, or yeah. or the one that Ezra took a 10 on or, you know. There's was a, it the long, like where they played next to the parking lot? Yeah. 888? Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh shit. Perry's Pizza's on Sorry, there. Sorry, Perry. Uh, it's Perry's Pizza. Yeah. We'll give them a shout out. Nice. Shout out to Perry's Pizza if you're anywhere near Royal Oak. Um, they do great pizza. The Perry sticks are just breadsticks and then Perry wings are fantastic. Yeah. Uh, phone number is 248-585-7023. This um, is the only shout out you get until we get free pizza. So my fiance <laughs> loves the Paris pizza. And when we call, they answer and they're like, hey, Gabby. Do they really? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh my yeah. God. They recognize the number or do yeah. they just... <laughs> no, they know the number. Well, it comes up. They probably have something on their thing that whatever. Yeah. But yeah, when it comes up, they're like, hey, Gabby. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, like he's brought us food after they closed. Really? Like we called, Gabby called. Yeah. I was like, we want to get Paris pizza. Because like when the girls get drunk and yeah. everybody's dancing around, then they're like, let's get some Paris. Yeah. So anyways, uh, so Gabby called and she's like, yeah, well, and, and the guy was like, oh, I'm sorry, we're closed. Yeah. She was like, oh, okay. And then she hung up. She's like, oh, fuck, they're closed. And then literally like three minutes later, Perry called. Yeah. Gabby. I was really? Like, hey, Gabby, <laughs> uh, I can bring it to you on my way home. What do you want? <laughs> and totally brought us Perry's pizza. It was fucking great. That's awesome. And then for Christmas, he brought us a big, like, cookie. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So we have a working relationship with them. Yeah. <laughs> so we gave him a shout out. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, Nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that is, it's just like a mental endurance test. I, I really like I really like that. And yeah. you can't you can't just, you know, you have to be able to let the hole before go. Mm-hmm. And you really have, like what we talked about before, like no one's going to play perfect. Turns out some people do. But yeah. You got to count on like everybody's going to make mistakes. And when you fuck up that one hole, you got to be able to move on. Yeah. Like watching Paul carry the holes with him on the second round. Like I fucked up that hole. Fuck. And then yeah. just boom, boom, boom. Like 
Yeah, I've talked to Jared about that. I don't know how many times because that was something I struggled with that I think I'm significantly better with now. Yeah. Is just like once something's done, just literally what are you going to do about it? That's kind of the thing that like I just lived through. Yeah. Like whether it's good or bad or like the potential was there, like it's already done. What are you going to do about it? Like what can you do? do It's done and over with. All you can do is move on to the next shot. So if you have this extra obstacle that's in the way of your next shot, it's going to affect it. And that's why, because you're living in this other bad shot versus like, I still have the opportunity to do something better and make up for that. So like I talk to him all the time of like, how do you do this and that? Like whatever. He's like, dude, I don't think about it. Like it happened. It's whatever you have to move on to the next shot. Cause yeah, you have to kind of thing or whatever. And it was like, I get it. Like I hear the words, I understand what you're saying, but yeah. like getting my like mental or like physical to actually abide by those rules took like, there was some weird roadblock, like trying to break through this wall and eventually it was able to like crack a hole in it and then climb through or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then just really understand, like, it's not that bad. Like yeah. you're just playing a game, whatever. And then striving for like shooting something awesome, which kind of like, led to stony yeah if we want to get into that because like that's kind of where my mind was at um and one of the things that i thought during that was something that Macbeth said at one point where it's like how he responds to things happening he had a different take on it i felt like versus like myself and i think a lot of others where i forget what round he shot he shot some crazy round he's done it many times and he got like a few holes in and he w- didn't think, and this is how I used to think. And I think it could pertain to a lot of others is that like, Oh shit, like I'm shooting really well. I don't want to fuck this up. And yeah. then you fuck it up. Right. He shoots however many in a row. And he's like, I got a really fucking good round here. I'm just going to keep rolling. Like I've got something special, so I'm not really going to think about it. I'm just going to trust the process and roll on through and whatever happens, happens kind of thing. But right. like, it wasn't like, I don't want to fuck it. Like I'm getting nervous now. Like I hit five or six in a row. I don't want to like uh, choke it away. Um, and that's like what I thought. So I got, we played stony blue yep. on Friday or Thursday. I think we played it. Uh, 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 I think we played it on Thursday. Yeah. We went in on Thursday and we played green and blue. Yeah. So I could prep for stony open. Yeah. And you came out with me. I feel like it was Friday. Because I didn't have my... Either way... We also played it on Friday. Okay. We only played blue on Friday. Okay. Remember we went out and played both? Yeah. And then the next day we just... I remember now. I remember. Because our two-round day was terrible. Was not hot. Was not hot. But it was also... It was also finally kind of a little bit the elusive rain round we were trying to get. A little bit. So we got like a little bit of like the gross conditions or whatever. Yeah. So it was like a little cold, pretty rainy for five yeah. percent of the day for the round or whatever yeah. they're just kind of shitty conditions yeah and neither one of us like came to play so yeah like set the world on fire yeah, yeah. like i don't know it was just out there i was enjoying myself just because out playing disc golf i wasn't in the mindset of like trying to shoot well well we whatever, hit we hit like, it we hit it hard in the gym yeah. on wednesday yeah like hard yeah so i think then, it affected you more than me though like i didn't yeah. feel terrible out yeah. there I didn't feel like I was at 100% or whatever, but... Well, the thing that got me, which I didn't understand. So, mm-hmm. how an easy test for overtraining, 
So overtraining is you're not giving your body enough time to recover mm-hmm. and you start to like break down neurologically and muscularly. So if you keep training the same area over and over again, that area will like not recover. Develop. Yeah. And then you're basically just like fatiguing, breaking down. Like I told you, like you break the wall down, then you build a better wall. Then you break right. the wall down, then you build a better wall. Yeah. You're just living in this limbo of like, you're not giving enough time to build a better wall and you can actually like go in negative and end up like taking strength away from that area. Right. That's one kind of overtraining. That's because you're not properly spacing out your training or you're right. You're, you're not giving around. it time to recover at all. Right. If yeah. you are just doing too much working out in general and not giving yourself the time to recover, you're dealing with that a little bit in each area of your body, but you neurologically are not recovering. Mm-hmm. Right. So I always tell you like, there's like the muscle and there's like the neurological and then there's soft tissue. Yeah. But the neurological end, if you're not giving yourself enough time to recover, your body basically can't send a strong enough signal to do what you want to do. Yeah. And you're just kind of broken down in that way. So an easy way to test for that is grip strength. Okay. So if you have a baseline grip strength, they have like whatever yeah. grip dynamometers or what, I don't know what they're called. Yeah. Um, but you can also do it with a scale. There's a bunch of different ways to like test your grip strength. I basically have an idea of like, okay, like my hand feels strong. Okay. My hand feels yeah. weak. So when we were out playing on Thursday, my hand felt really weak and I was having a lot of problems with my grip. Mm-hmm. So I'd have like the disc slip out or fly out or I wouldn't get anything on it. Cause like my hand and I was like, fuck. Cause I'm really yeah. careful about not overtraining. Like I spent yeah. a lot of time thinking like, what are we going to do? You know what I mean? Like yeah. my diet, everything sleep. So I was like kind of upset about it. Cause I was like, well, fuck. Like if I'm overtraining now, then I'm thinking like I'm 42. I'm like, shit, this isn't a good sign. You know what I mean? That like my body's not recovering from these workouts and the minimal amount of disc golf that we've played over the last few weeks, like. You know, I know I did a lot for triple threat and like, and I'm just thinking like, shit, man, like that's not like, that's going to be a huge bummer if I'm not recovering. So when we played on Thursday, I was kind of like, that was my takeaway was like, dude, I might be overtraining. Yeah. Which is weird. But what I had forgotten is I had power washed on Wednesday yeah. for like two hours plus. Yeah. So just holding that t- the yeah. toggle on my right hand while it's like, yeah vibrating for two hours yeah i'd completely forgotten about yeah so i didn't really remember That's a lot of strength it's always weird how much strength it takes to do that like especially because i give you the gas powered one i got the electric one and the electric one like what is i think i got like 1800 psi one whatever and even still like that after a while like my arm gets tired my hand gets tired that one's significantly more than the one i have and i'm also like like, i'm not just holding the trigger closed because my brain's naturally like squeeze it Right. So I didn't realize it till after we played on Friday. And then I went on because the whole time, even when we played on Friday, which went better for me. Yeah. I was still thinking like, fuck, man, this overtraining thing. So I'm like, I, I can't do shit tomorrow. But then when I came home and I started power washing, I power washed for like an hour and a half, 45 minutes into it. Like my hand was cramping up and my, and then I looked down and I was so happy. Yeah. Cause I was like, Oh yeah, that's right. Dumbass. You yeah. power wash. <laughs> So then I was like, well, I'm only going to power wash for a little bit longer because I don't want to leave my tournament out here on my fence. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like not be able to play tomorrow because I got eight more boards cleared off. Yeah. So. And uh, then every time you look at your fence, you're like, fuck that fence. Fucking ruined yeah. my shit. But uh, no, so that made me happy. Yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. Right. Like. Yeah. And I jumped onto a picnic table twice yesterday. Did you? From a standstill. Yeah. Like nothing. Nice. It's getting better. Like a cat like Dan? Yeah. Nice. It was. It was more, much more cat-like. Nice. Not that it was super clumsy the first time, but much more cat like <laughs> and i was thinking of dan but uh yeah so anyways so we went out on thursday we played both courses yep 
the highlight was you shot a 51 on blue. Yeah. Yeah. But both of us shot a little hot garbage on green. Yeah. And then on blue, I was trying some different stuff and trying to work on a little bit of timing and whatever. But basically, I was just like freaking out internally yeah. about like, shit, my grip strength's fucked up. Uh-huh. Am I overtraining? What's going on? <laughs> um, and then Friday, to counterbalance that, before I realized that it was from the power wash, I was like, hey, why don't we work out and then go play more disc golf? Yeah, but I, but that workout wasn't intense, right. really. It was more stretchy, workouty. Right. It was actually really nice. Yeah, it was dope. Yeah. Well, we're starting a program today that's going to be intense for 12 weeks. Yeah. Because the season's over. Yep. Um, so I wanted to do, I didn't want us to walk in today like tired. And I didn't right. want us to walk in today with some kind of weird fatigue because I don't know what the first workout's going to be. Yeah. So I don't want to like, well, let's blast legs. And then it's yeah. like, oh, great. First workout's going to be a whole bunch of legs. And I'd be like, fuck. Yeah. Um, and I figured that we could both use a mobility assessment mm-hmm. and work. So there's a couple of things that we did that I'd never actually tested to see how your mobility is in that way. Um, but we did that. And then I figured like, cool, we'll do that and then go throw. Mm-hmm. I lived in a world where like your discs are always in your car. Yeah. Which, I mean, they do usually. Um, and that a lot of that comes from laziness, like a long day or whatever. I'll just get it later or something. Yeah. I have to pee. Okay. You go do that. Welcome to Intermission. No, now we're back. Okay. No. Now we're back. Tight. Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> did you have a good pee? I did. It was great. Nice. Yep. Congratulations. Yeah, I do my best. Yeah. Yep. So we work out on Friday, did a bunch of uh, mobility sequences, and did some really, really nice like hip opening exercises. Yeah. Which were awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Slightly painful to do. Yeah. One was very, what's the word? Opening. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Opening. Very, uh, uh, oh God, I can't think of it. Like you're in a position where you can't do anything like helpless kind of. Yeah. Like vulnerable. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Very vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It was great. Yeah. It worked great. Um, (laughs) yeah, my, my hips were great for the weekend. It was awesome. Um, so we did that and I figured like, Oh, we'll go play. And like I said, I thought you had your shit in your car. You didn't. Yeah. So then only when we were like getting close to playing, you were like, Hey, I "Ah, don't have my stuff. I guess I'll just use your stuff. So (laughs) you came over here to the shop. Yeah. I grabbed the bag, grabbed a bag. Grab some discs. Originally the mojo bag. Yeah. A little too small. A little too small. Yeah. And then I was like, well, you treat yourself. Yeah. Use the custom no excuses duffel. Yeah. It was great. And uh, yeah, so then you grabbed two Echo Star Destroyers. Yep. A uh, uh, um, Hades. Yeah. A Mongoose. A Mongoose. A Rival. A Rival. Yes. That, that Glow Rock. Is that a Rock 3 or is yeah. it just a Rock? Glow Rock 3. Glow Rock 3. A Glow Gator. Glow Gator. A pig, a pro pig, pro pig, Sparta, pre, a premium Sparta, Sparta. Yeah. two Nico wizards, yes. which you had actually given to me a couple of years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So no, yeah. not a couple of years ago. I gave those to you. I'm pretty sure this year. I think it was last year. It might've been last yeah, year. The duffel was still up there. Okay. So I think it was last year. Maybe. Um, and what else? Is that it? That was it. Okay. Yeah. So two wizards. Yep. Two destroyers. Yep. Mongoose. Yep. Hades. Firebird. Hades. Oh, Firebird. I knew we were missing. Rival. One. Yep. Rock. Yep. Pig. Gator. Yep. Gator. I don't know. There's uh, Buzz. Buzz is the last one. Yep. The Buzz. Yes. Yep. So we went out. Yeah. Like, cool. Let's go. Yeah. So we played blue. 
Yep. Yep. And uh, yeah, started out. You went three on blue, which was nice. Yeah, I went three on hole one. I went mean, three on hole one. Yeah. yeah. And with, then, a, with a sweet, that was the rival, right? Yeah. So a destroyer off the tee, yep. get a little past the. That destroyer is like 8.5 out of 10 stability. Yeah. Accurate or no? Yeah, eight, yeah. eight out of ten, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like they're the the nice eco destroyers that like I eventually I want to get them from you. Yeah. Um, I have two more that are more stable than those. Really? Yeah, that are like definitely more stable. Yeah, than those. like, like the, that's the area of disc that I'm trying to cover and like have a stack of. That's is why that like I really more, want like the eco star or right in that stable? stability? Like okay. the, that, like even if they're a little more stable, which I think are similar to the DD three that I have, which are destroyers. Yeah. Um. Like right in that wheelhouse, like that's the slot that I'm missing. So like, if I can get those from you, get a slot like the sleeve from Fred at some point, or like whatever falls in the way, like those are the things that I'm lacking, and those are the things that are most often lost. I feel like because yeah. those are your distance drivers where you're doing whatever with yeah. that. Like, yeah, like I I I saw those, and I was like, oh, I forgot that you even had these, yeah. like. And he's going all discraft, so I have a chance. <laughs> I almost got rid of those three different times. Yeah. I've had, I've had people that were like, yeah, I want those. Yeah. And all three times, I just kind of backed off of it. Yeah. Yeah. You're they like, were like, oh, yeah, those are sweet, blah, blah, blah. And I was yeah. like, yeah, we should, like, if you want them, we could work something out. And then I just, like, yeah. kind of ghost them. Died off the communication. I didn't yeah. ghost them. I just tried to, like, you know, I was like, I don't know yeah. if I really want to get rid of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the yeah. pink ones same like same time frame same run i think i got them at the same time i have like the salmon colored ones yeah they're flippy are they yeah Perfect. so when i when i got those i was like i threw the salmon colored ones i was like oh these are pretty good and then i threw those and i was like because ah. i don't know how many years ago this was and then when i threw those i was like fuck those yeah, yeah it turns <laughs> out those are the really nice ones <laughs> they are they're they're money um so yeah t shot on one right get out there like about where i wanted to left so, yeah, left, left side, which I'm totally fine. Past like, the tree by the basket. Yeah. Left. Because anyway, like you're just trying to get distance off the tee and then get yep. a second shot that's relatively clear. Because at least for me, I'm just trying to hit the trees that are fall above the basket and yep. fall down. And even if they like get through the angle in which you're throwing them, they're not really going to be traveling much farther than that. Right. And even from anywhere. And the miss is right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So like as long as you're getting the distance, though, like there's a small chance that like if you end up left, you can still get up and down, but you can practically kind of get up and down from there. Yeah. I'm anywhere. talking about the misses right yeah. on the upshot. The yeah. Second shot. Yeah. If you're going to miss, you want to miss right. Yeah. Um. So got the three there, yep. which is funny because I've fought it and fived it only yep. like every single time I've played this year. Well, your up sh- the drive was like standard for you. Yeah. It was a little bit farther left than I normally see you. Yep. But the the second shot with the rival was like ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. And it made me happy. Yeah. Because I love the rival. Like yeah. I really do. Like over time, I love the lasery. Um, but that rival pretty much last year became my favorite fairway driver. Yeah. Like I just, the rival's practically just a T bird. I think it was yeah. designed after a T bird. Yeah. It felt a lot like it just really flat. The plastic that that one was in. I, I remember throwing, um their version of chant plast i think pinnacle is what I it is know. or something yeah either way i remember liking the feel of the disc with the plastic i didn't like so much it was hard and slick this one was like a nice star plastic like i could yep. get my fingers into the plate and everything yep um flew basically exactly like i thought it was going to yeah and i was like all right sweet because like 
even if it does this and that and the other thing, where I'm throwing it, it should just be fine. Yep. Uh, ended up like within the circle. Yeah. Made the it putt. came back a little bit on you, yeah. which was so nice. Like when yeah. I watched you throw it, I was like, huh. And then I was thinking like, yeah. what distance did he throw was red? And then I'm watching yeah. it in here and I was like, oh, that's the rival. I was like, yeah. oh, sweet. And it came over and then just <laughs> faded back. And I was like, yeah, sweet. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so three that. Yep. Hole two, destroyer off the tee. Ended it, up. It, your drive on Thursday was yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Off the tee, you went flex. Yeah. It went way up in the air, over to the right, almost got into that tree and then fell down. It was like in the middle of the fairway, up by the trees. Yeah. Like that are the choke point yep. from the short pad. Yeah. Yeah. And, and every like, time it's like now I just want to land in the same spot or more. Like I know I can get more because now that hole is much easier for me and whoever like have longer, like that big flex shot Yeah, because that tree is just gone. Yep. Like I would throw it before it was yep. just a much dicier shot because you had to hit a window. Now it's just a, I'm throwing it there, there yeah. and now like you have this big wide open spot. Um, much easier to try to go for eagle that way. It was like the last few times I was kind of pissed about the drive. Still ended up great. Yep. It was just like if I could be five feet more to the right, I'd have more room for enough that same kind of shot to try to get to the basket versus I can throw this other shot. It's just not. Like right. you're throwing a flat, low line, hyzer flip type thing, much dicier for me to control and get somewhere. Um, maybe it needs to just be higher. Either way, I'd prefer to be on the right side so I can just throw the same shot again yeah. with something stable on a flex that it's going to eventually fight out. Anyways, Friday, I get over to the right in those trees, yeah. throw Hades sidearm out. I was actually super happy about it. Um, cause it came out like really fast, really clean from a knee ended up like far left side firebird up there, up and down for a four yep. sweet. So started out three, four, <laughs> get the whole three. I throw destroyer again, fall off the T pad all the way down, all the way. Like I landed on my elbow, like up into my shoulder or whatever. And I was just like, is it good? <laughs> yeah. Straight KJ. Yeah. I think yep. you're going to be all right. Um, I was in the circle, made that putt. And yeah. then that's when I was like, I got something sweet going on. Yeah. Cause you're even after three on blue longs. Yeah. 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 And I, it was just funny. Cause like I had that thought and then I remembered when Paul had that and then I was like, oh, that's a good thing to have. Like yeah. I had this thought instead of like, I have something good. I don't want to fuck it up right. type thing. So, uh, to that three, the next hole, which I is to me, that hole is a par three. That's just a really hard par three because mm -hmm. they have it listed on new disc as a par four. I think is a crazy soft par four, but that's just me. It's a, par, it's a par three. It's a hard yeah. par three. Yeah. I look at it realistically. If I can deuce it, it's not a par four. Yeah. And that's just how I look at it. Yeah. You know, like a hole in one is a, is an, is an Eagle. Yeah. Like I understand that. Yeah. Other than that, I'm not really getting Eagles. Yeah. Like just by the, the, um, the length that I have off the tee, I feel like I'm not getting Eagles. So I've twoed it. It's a par three. Yeah. I think if it's the pin was in it. a different position, like slightly further back, but more off to the left. Yes. Then totally by. And that's like less than 60 feet worth of change to really change up the angle and how you're attacking it. And then realistically, like even if you have a good shot and you land on that hill, you still have a long shot putt or whatever to get up and down from there. Yep. So. I don't know. Anyway, so I threed that hole. Yep. Um, 
We both twoed five. Yeah, we both twoed five. Yep. Six, we both got up and down for three. Yep. Seven, we both twoed. Yep. Eight, I threw Sparta. Ended up in a like kind of compromised position. Yep. I had enough to throw like a grenade, and I tried throwing it like straight and like the really nice forty-five angle, and just try to hit it as hard as I could. Was able to get up and down from there. Still made, I think, like a 25-footer to yep. get the three or whatever. Sweet. Um, parked. Wait, so that one was what? Eight? Eight, yep. So nine. I think we both two that one, right? Nine? Yeah. 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 So we, we both, both threw understable mids on basically a soft hyzer flip. No, I threw your Sparta. On nine? Yeah. I threw your Sparta. Okay. So, I don't know. We both two yeah. nine. Sweet. Yep. Ten. We both get through the gap. Um, I may or may not have gotten slightly lucky with it or whatever. Got up there, had inside the circle or just outside circle. You were just outside the circle. Made that putt. Yeah. Sick. Uh, yeah. So you were, you were two under after nine. Yeah. And I remember telling you, like, I think the best I ever shot was like one under after nine or something. Yeah. And then I fell apart because I started thinking like, oh my God, here we go. Yeah. I just shot even for the back and I was like, fuck yeah. Yeah. Great. (laughs) Nailed it. Yeah, got it. Thanks, Stoney. Yeah. And I cried in the car. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then you got the two on ten. Yeah. And then that's when I was like, Well, even when sick. you hit the two on nine, and I was like, dude, you're two under. Yeah. Through nine. And I was like, That's that's sick. And then yep. when you got ten, I was like three under after ten. Yeah. I was like, Wow, that's fucking sweet. Yeah. And then eleven. I threw I didn't know what to throw really. So I felt the most comfortable with the rival. Yeah. Because it's the closest to what I normally throw in that hole. I just didn't know how it was going to react. So I threw kind of a safer shot. I it was up higher because I didn't know which kind of way it was going to go, but I knew it was going to be stable enough to not dump, dump over. Right. So like kind of up the right side, a little more right than I meant. Um, then you caught the branches high. Caught the branches high, landed next. I was able to get up and down. <laughs> yeah, uh, I remember being like, well, it was high enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, got up and down, took a three, whatever. That's a hard one because it's a long straight shot that comes into like a low ceiling or whatever. Yeah. It's just a goofy. Cause you also have the hill coming down. Yep. So if you put it over there and then you play something too fast, then when it comes over, yeah, you're usually over. you're going to be short. Like if you throw a really good shot, um, depending on your control, like if it's high enough with the right speed, it's really hard to get it to land it there. It's usually going to be like drifted past and you're going to have a comeback putt or it's not high enough. And you're just like, Left. you're quite, yeah, yeah. You're, quite short like yep. i don't know how many times where i've thrown it and it's like that looks perfect and i'm like short yeah like way shorter than i thought and it's a long jump putt like i maybe have parked that hole i don't know almost 10 times like yeah. career whatever <laughs> so uh got the three there 12 what did i do i tried throwing like a weird flex yeah. up the middle because i w- again wasn't too sure like how the disc was going to react so best possible scenario whatever um you said nose up as i released it i think it's just inherent because like the angle like i thought it was flat like my release was flat so yeah. like coming up and having it nose down for me is really hard um so i'm trying to like throw it past the basket because i know it's going to go out stall and kind of like hyzer back words um did that tree line almost made the putt like yeah. crazy jumper whatever skipped off the top boom three yep uh both toed hole 13, 13 yep. as everyone should because it's just the dumbest little filler hole yep uh 14 <laughs> uh 
Sparta. Headwind. 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 Much course, strong yeah. Sparta. Yeah. Or much strong headwind through a Sparta. Um, didn't react how I thought it was going to. Yeah, you threw it for like the high stall Anheuser. Yeah, yeah. And it didn't like <coughs> it fought, it fought and it won the yeah. fight. So had to go like I landed in a perfect little opening on the right side where I had an, a clear upshot. Pig up down three. For the tournament on fourteen. Mm-hmm. I got it high enough. Yeah. And it didn't hit anything. So I know where that shot lands. Yeah. So we go and they're like, Oh, I think you got through. And I said, thirty five out branch in the way. Yep. Guaranteed. Skyler's like, I'll take that bet for a dollar. I said, Okay. Yeah. We get up there. I'm on like the back side of the bush, thirty five feet out from the pin, totally <laughs> obstructed view. I was like, Well, I think you owe me a dollar. <laughs> but I had the, I normally land past the basket over to the right there. Okay. And somehow I had been like just slightly short of the basket. So normally I'm just dealing with the one branch and I just have to get it under that branch for that pot. Yeah. But I had the, I was like right behind this bush. And so there's like this bush and then to the right, there's the tree. So all I had was a straddle out to the right, out to my right. Mm-hmm. And like from the bush to the tree, which was like two discs wide, disc yeah. and a half wide to yeah. see the basket. <laughs> and that gap was like 15 feet away. And yeah. then the basket was like 20 feet away from there. Yeah. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going for it. And just smashed it. That's awesome. It was the first time in a tournament all year that I let out the, yes, I nice. did the Paige Pierce. That's yeah. awesome. I was like, well, I might throw a stroke away here on a dumb decision, but I didn't. But so you didn't. It was good. I made an awesome one. Yeah. I waited till later to do that. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. The Sparta shot was great because it went up in the air it high. Kind of looked like it was going to fight. Started going right. And it was yeah. like, that's it. And then it was like, nope. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, all, all right, trim, whatever. All trim Sparta would have done it. Yeah. Yep. The blue Sparta would have done that. Whatever. Next time. Anyways, next yeah. Time. Yeah, next don't time. Have so yeah, I got up and down, took the three there. Yep. Uh that's what, thirteen? No, it was fourteen. Fourteen. So fifteen long turnover. I think another hard par four. I don't know. Or hard par three. Yeah. Easy par four. Yep. Um, because it's listed as a par four. Anyways, threw a shot. Ended up better than what I thought I was gonna be, but it was still like a long putt i just ended up like laying up because yeah. it wasn't close enough to really run it and i that was where i had a thought of like i'm shooting pretty good and this was like do i run it or not it's a little longer i'm just gonna lay it up yeah. so up and down That's three where, that was one where the disc just fell out of my hand on the throw yeah twice and just went dead straight and then i was yeah. pissed because i was like like my, yep. i was just having problems with my hand like yeah. i couldn't grip it i was like i'm gonna throw another one yeah because the, the thing i kept thinking i mean i noticed that but the for, your form still looked really good. Yeah. Like even on that hole, I was like, it looked really good. It just, I mean, obviously the disc fell out of your hand, so yeah. like the weight just wasn't there. So you're just kind of like flailing your arm. Yeah. But it still looked good. <laughs> I did. I did a similar shot in the tournament. Yeah. Just on dead, that hole, dead straight Heiser flip. <laughs> Heiser flip like dead straight for days. Yeah. I got out there, and uh, I threw the putter shot mm-hmm. and hit the pole. And they're nice. like, "Good upshot." I was like, "You might be surprised." But this is not my first time over here. <laughs> I land over here sometimes because I just bitch out on the on the yeah the turnover. So nice. yeah, it was hilarious. Like yeah. it was literally like I was like when we played, I was a little bit under the branch. Mm-hmm. I was just past the tree. Yeah, but I was like, oh okay, Mr. Pink, I got this. I just yeah. fucking literally like it skipped, hit the pole, and then I was like four feet from the bucket. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I, I land over here sometimes. Yeah. Yep. So then we went to sixteen. Yep. Yep. Through, I think the. I know I threw the buzz. I think that was the only time I threw the buzz yep. was on that hole. Yep. Um, 
it flew exactly like I thought it was going to. Yeah. But I still threw it how I threw my normal shot. So like, not like. It didn't. Get no, it wasn't quite right. It didn't get over enough. Yeah, like yeah. I needed to throw the same shot. I just needed to throw it like five feet to the right, and then I would have been in the circle. And here I was like, forty-five out probably. Yeah. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> I, going into that, I was like, I can birdie the last three holes, and then I can shoot forty-seven. Yeah. And then I threw that shot, and I was like, fuck. Well, I could still shoot forty-six because that's not forty-eight. Yeah, or forty-eight. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Let's not get crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I miss one hole, I can shoot a stroke better. Well, if uh, I miss this one, that'll set me up for the next couple aces. I should be all set. Yeah. So I threw that. I thought it was. I thought it was way further out than I actually was. So when I got up there, I was like, "Oh, I could run this pretty easily. It's yeah. not like a guarantee." Yeah. And uh, and the putter did a lot of work for you on that one. No. It was the next hole that the putter did a lot of work for me. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Because uh, this one actually hit super clean. Yeah. Because I can't. I remember thinking it's like I just I don't want a potato hand. So like just make sure to like set up your stroke and you're just opening your hand. Like yeah. just trust it. Because I mean you're for sure gonna miss it if you potato hand. So give it the best I, opportunity. I prove that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I prove it to myself all the time. Yeah. Um, like as soon as I released it, it's like that felt really good and it went up and just hyzered in and I was like. Bravo. Like I started clapping a lot because I was super pumped about it. I was like, all right, we can still do 47. Yeah. Like, all right. Uh get to 17, throw Sparta. Um, kind of did what I thought I was going to. Like it's got some fight in it. So I threw it flat like I normally throw Mercy or Sensei out to the right. Um, was a little lower than I wanted. And I was like, all right, I'm on the path. I got a putt. I was shorter than the path. Yeah. I was probably like 45, 50 again from there. Again, same thing. It's like, fuck it. Like, all right, I can shoot 48, like, whatever. Yeah. And then, like, as I'm lining up, it's like, I, I can run this. Like, I feel good. I trust it, whatever. Just open and, your hand, whatever. And no matter how I putt it, this putter's just going to climb in. Yeah, or, or that, whatever. <laughs> but I did have the thought of, like, I mean, things are going well already. Like, right. whatever. Why wouldn't this go well? Yeah. Right. Um, and even if it doesn't, whatever. Like, I can still right. birdie the last hole. Or ace it. Or ace it, right. whatever. Uh, Darren, go up there and just tell me where to go. Yeah. Um, so I lined up that putt, release it, felt just like the last putt. I was like, all right, sweet. I didn't expect the putter to like scrape and crawl and fight its way in. Like I thought it was just like going to be heart. Yeah. And it wasn't like it probably was like on the pole. It was just super low. So it like came in, hit the top of the rim, hit the chains, came and like just in. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, it was like I want the forty-seven. It hit a lot yeah. <laughs> of the basket. It was like wobble. It. it was like a weird thing because it was like, rrr, rrr, yeah, rrr, I'm in. Yeah, yeah. yeah it yeah. sounded like the tree hit just on a. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah. So birdie that, and I was like, all right, sweet. All we got is eighteen. All we have is eighteen. Yeah. I know I can fucking birdie eighteen. I know the last time I threw this fucking hole, I biffed it super hard. I just had like take an extra second and just throw the shot that you know what to throw. Yep. And I was like, well, am I throwing sidearm or backhand? I was like, well, actually, it's like a sneakily straight shot. It's just the basket is straight and then hidden behind this bush. So right. throw it straight and have it be on like a turn angle. You'll be totally fucking fine. Whatever. Just make sure to hit the gap. You'll be good. Um, took it like up there. I'm like, I know he's thinking how I hit the tree <laughs> last time we played. I know I'm thinking it. And then I was able to like, 
um like a soap bubble that just popped like it just poofed away and then i threw the shot and i was like fuck yeah like i'm right there it's just how close am i yeah and i was like a tap in in a way like yep. boom 47 yep we, sweet and i just started laughing because like i've never thrown that like i've thrown a variation of this bag at some point in time in my life i yep. basically have this bag it's just this i've not thrown ever besides those wizards yeah and even then it was like i maybe have a couple rounds of those well that gator was in your pin challenge bag yeah yeah and it was thrown like one time yeah and i threw it i don't even think i threw it during the round yeah i don't know because i think every time i threw that type of shot i just threw the pig because i was really interested in how that flew yeah you got a pig skip i remember that yeah (laughs) i thought that was pretty sweet (laughs) yeah i was like damn hogger yeah yeah (laughs) so 47 super happy about yeah. it the yeah. only time i've ever seen it yeah it was awesome uh yeah it was it was dope it was uh it was soul crushing for me <laughs> but i was I, I was like genuinely like even from the start i was like so excited for you yeah and i was so excited for to like watch it yeah and um yeah it's a little bit of like jonesboro you know what i mean like your timing was good mm-hmm. everything was coming out of your hand like and it had been like that even when we went and played the other day mm-hmm. like you had a little bit of a thing where your timing like clicked yeah you were just throwing the shot assuming that your timing wasn't gonna click and then yeah. when the timing clicked that this just fucking went just not exactly where you wanted it to go yeah oh not even close but i was still super happy like yeah. i remember uh 17, 17 green on green yeah. yeah you're like that felt great and yeah it was, was a- fucking gone the yeah. wrong way yeah yeah yeah, yeah, it was great. Yeah, I remember that shot. You threw it, and I was like, "Oh!" And you were like, yeah. "That felt yeah." Great. I'm not. Sh- I'm not. <laughs> I'm not sure. I felt so happy about such a scuffed shot. Yeah, but it was awesome. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that round was great. Like it wasn't. It was kind of. I, I mean, that had to have been what Mike was going through when he played and shot those rounds. Where it was like, dude, nothing could just go wrong. Everything was this yeah. and that. Everything was clicking. And like, I've had this feeling before. Um, I was just not in this. I think I was in a better mindset just based off the fact of like, I have something good going on and I can just roll with this versus I have something going on and now I'm nervous on every shot because it's like, I started out the best you possibly could basically without eagling hole two right? or whatever, which is normally like I'm able to fight my way through the nervousness and get through versus like, well, I could just do it again because the scary part is like, well, did I just do something that is going to be like really hard to replicate? Yeah. Which is giving yourself this opportunity. I know I can give myself the opportunities like I have. So if I scuff this for whatever reason, it's like, fuck, but I know I can get myself in that position again. Yeah. But I put myself in that position now. So I have something sweet going on. We're just going to ride through it. And it fucking worked out. And there was still like a couple, what was it? A couple ones that I missed. I was like, I know I could have just put like a better opportunity for it, but yeah. now it's like getting more and more to like the perfect round of like, I'm not missing holes. Cause you could always say I could have just done this better, that better, whatever, even on like Macbeth's 1138 rated round, he missed the one hole. He was like, I like, I could have gotten that one though. Yeah. Yeah. You for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then from there, what do you do? Well, I could have aced it. I could have aced this other hole. I wonder in that situation how much not playing with your discs helped you. Yeah. Because your level of expectation for what you were doing, and at some level your internal level of accountability was low. Yeah. So how much did it allow you to be like that little bit freer to mm-hmm. accomplish that? Yeah. Because it's like, well, these aren't even my discs. Right. And if a shot goes wrong, it's not like, 
oh, I wasn't perfect right there. It's like, oh, well, I really don't know that disc anyways. Yeah. So I wonder like how much that helped you. Yeah. You know, Bra- I think like, there's a weird balance of that because a lot of them I didn't really feel uncomfortable throwing yeah. either because I'm pre- like I've thrown destroyers for a while and I've looked at a lot of destroyers and thrown like, oh, this one looks whatever. And then I throw it and yeah. it does what I what I think or it does something different than I think. Now I have like this knowledge of whatever so when i look at this knowledge yeah so where i have this destroyer i can like pull this file out and it's probably going to be this or like a little bit either way or the other so i throw it in a way where it's going to be the best possible outcome like i'm not going to try to like hyzer flip it because it's not going to do that i'm not going to throw it on like some crazy flex line where it's like i need to throw it on a roller and it's going to come out it's like that nice in between whatever so i can work with that right i have to pee again are you serious? Yeah, I this don't know. is like four minutes later. I don't know what's going on. All right, beer back again. I thought about it and it That's hilarious. It's pretty funny. Maybe. Oh yeah. Maybe it's not sitting on the cushion. Mm. Welcome back. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Hey, bro. I think not sitting on the cushion is putting some weird pressure on my yeah. old man bladder. I don't know. Well, you don't have a cushion right now. I just have a little blanket. I have like a little throw blanket that I'm sitting on. Oh, I give nice. you the pillow. Oh, because okay. I'm a good host. Thanks. Welcome. Whatever. I provide you with discs to yeah. throw amazing rounds. Yeah. You know, pillows hey. to sit on. Yeah. Whatever. What are we going to do? Mm. Mm. Is what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was trying to think. Oh, shout out to Will. Will Goringer. Yes. Uh, first round for the Stony Open. He threw like a 1,030 rated round. Yeah. He and, shot 10 under. And was leading. Yeah. It was leading after that. Yeah. So, so. Good job. I shot five under and it was a 52 mm-hmm. so that's playing course par on green of 57 yep so he shot a 47 yeah on green which is very good yes very good he was super pumped he was winning was i would a, imagine yeah it was a stacked field of uh very skilled folks yes um yeah so that was that was sweet it was like super cool to to watch um i didn't watch live scoring during it at all because i don't do that and yeah. I always just use the excuse that I'm old, so I don't have to be the one to keep score during the round. <laughs> like, technology, I don't understand it. Yeah. Um, so anyways, but yeah, we went to lunch afterward, and he was super excited. It was awesome. It was like Will on top of the world. Good. Because uh, he had been a little disappointed with his progress throughout the year mm-hmm. and through like how, you know, whatever had happened, and then went out and threw like arguably his best tournament round ever. Yeah. Um, it's a good way to finish the season. And then he finished in fourth um, after the second round. Yeah, because his second on blue, he shot a 54. 56. 56. Okay. Yeah, which is not bad either. 
So I don't know. I finished, I think, nine down total. So I was four down. So they had par at 48. I mean, mm-hmm. 58. Okay. For blue. So Herzog shot nine down from 58. So mm-hmm. he shot 49. Okay. And I think that was hot second round. Gotcha. So he leapfrogged me when I was looking at the scoring. And I was like, like he was standing right next to me. I was like, you beat me? Yeah. He's like, yeah, I caught you. I was like, what'd you shoot? He's like, 49. I was like, fuck you, man. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, yeah. all right, whatever. But yeah. like, like, I mean, after we played on Thursday, I was yeah. like legitimately concerned I was going to embarrass myself. Yeah. Like, because like, I just had so much grip, you know what I mean? Like so much. And then even like when I would get into a throw, like I was just like, okay. Yeah. Like, I don't want to go out and post like over par on either course. Right. I shot over par on both courses when we played. Yeah. Like, remember, I was like six or seven over on blue. Yeah. Because I was trying different shit and whatever. But like, um, even on green, though, I was four over. Yeah. So I was like, fuck, man, I don't want to go out and embarrass myself. Like, I talked so much shit throughout the year <laughs> for that tournament. The minute Bauman posted Sony Open, I commented. Yeah. And he's like, dude, you can't, you can't register for months. I was like, I know, I just want to be first on this motherfucker. Uh, you know? <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I was like legitimately like concerned of like, I'm going to embarrass myself. And that's why I wanted yeah. to go out on Friday because I was like, I got to figure something out. And then Friday went better. Yeah. But still not like, I think I shot 56 or 57 or something, mm-hmm. but still not whatever. Um, I did a little field on Saturday. Mm-hmm. I threw probably 40 shots in the park on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And just worked on like my grip. I was just trying to work on my grip and it was better. Like I felt better about it. Working on my timing and trying to feel the disc and whatever. Um and then when I when I went out on Sunday, I felt good. Mm-hmm. Like I warmed up and like halfway through my warm ups, I was like I started feeling the fatigue of like whatever and I was like, Well, I'm done. Yeah. Because I don't want to start fatigued. Because that's not a good yeah. <laughs> not a good way to go. I was plenty warm. I had plenty of gear. I was fine. Um But I just kinda had like low expectations. And so when I finished, I finished, I was like, okay, cool. For me, I was two under on green and even on blue, mm-hmm. which is if I was feeling great and in good shape would be definitely less than what I would want. And, uh, for where I was at, it was way better than I thought. Yeah. And I missed like, I had one potato hand putt from 15 feet on six. Nailed it. Blue. Um, but I hit some sweet putts. Like I definitely missed some, I had two shitty, what I would con- perceive as like shitty chain outs. One to start the tournament. But it was fine. It was fine. I threw a really silky smooth, powerful forehand on three green and mm. just squared up the tree right in front of me. Yeah. But I was so pumped. I was like, dude, that came out like yeah. a fucking boss. Yeah. Um, even though it just like smacked the smacked the tree. It made a great sound when it hit the tree. And I was like, Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> um, but I was talking to you yesterday. Uh, we had like kind of a giggly ten minute phone conversation at night. Uh, yeah. Cause, like I literally just hit send on a text to you and my phone yeah. rang and it was you. And yeah. so I was like confused. I was like, did you yeah. get my text and yeah. then call me? Yeah. I And I did get the text and it popped up on the screen as my phone like was in the phone call mode or whatever, which I don't like typically see. Yeah. Like it was just a weird timing thing. Yeah. And it was funny because I have the only other times where that's happened to me has been with my dad and my stepmom both where we both at the same time like think have thought about each other or whatever and we called at the same time yeah like the first one was my stepmom and it was we both hit send at the same time so our phones connected at the same time so they never rang so when 
you hit send and yeah. your phone was up with your ear it already had like the the person on it yeah yeah like you could hear it wasn't i mean obviously it wasn't ringing but you could hear like the weird white noise in the background and yeah. you're like wait hello like oh hey wait did you just call yeah <laughs> yeah the weirdest time i don't know it's really funny yeah same brainwave yeah yeah so I, was t- I was talking to you yesterday i, I texted you i'm watching ab's meltdown mm-hmm. and you called yep. i was like okay <laughs> um but i was telling you i had like a really so i was four down playing all par threes i was four down and we had to play one two three and four yeah so basically i'm at even i mean <laughs> yeah like, like realistically in my head i'm like okay so if i three one and four two and then par three and four i can shoot a 52 which yeah. was my goal like my real goal yeah i was good with 54 I did not want to shoot. Like I said, I didn't want to shoot worse than 54, but like 52, I was like, oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Um, so I threw a safe drive on hole one mm-hmm. because I watched a bunch of people turn their shit over before me. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm not sure what's going on with the headwind. And I don't have a lot to gain by like trying to push my drive. Yeah. It's not, it's not necessarily my strong suit on that hole, but I landed like right in the middle mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm going for the three. Like yeah. I want the 52 bad. Yeah. And even if I fuck up, as long as I fuck up to the right on the upshot, I trust my ability to get up to the basket and get up and down. Mm-hmm. So I'll still take the four as long as I don't end up to the left. Yeah. How do you normally play that hole? Like what's going through your head? Where are you trying to land and what shot are you just so trying I, to throw? I just try to play that hole mental neutral. Okay. I try to play it mental neutral. So I play like something that's going to go up and kind of fade to the left, but before the tree. Because okay. when I try to push it, like when I try to like... Are you talking oh, that big tree that's right next to the short basket? Yeah. Okay. So um, I always joke around like, oh, I didn't get that much on it. But it's really where I'm shooting. Okay. Because the best shot for me is up farther on the right-hand side of the fairway. Because mm-hmm. then I can just throw a big Annie up and over and crash in there. And I'm sure to end up to the right. <laughs> when I end up farther up and to the left, those trees come into play. And I don't have the Anheuser shot to come in. Mm-hmm. So then I'd have to play like a hyzer shot, and I don't like that because my ability to end up left is high. Yeah. So I have found playing it over to the right on the fairway, I end up in the shit on the right a lot, and it's not worth that distance. Mm-hmm. So I'll play kind of like a little bit short of a drive on the left-hand side, so I'm before that tree so that tree doesn't come into play. And then I usually play the wasp or whatever on a hyzer right to the mouth to the opening i usually end up a little bit left of the opening then i play a hyzer up to the basket and take a four okay and i just play it for a four sometimes depending on what's going on if it's if there's no wind i'll, I'll try to play it for the three and mm-hmm. i've gotten the three on the hole plenty of times like, yeah if i can get up far enough i can thumber it up into there yeah you know because i can throw a thumber almost 300 feet so mm-hmm. if i can get up a little bit far enough onto the right to where i have some angle i can thumber it crash into the shit fall down have a putt um but so I threw like a relatively safe drive into the middle. And then I was like, I'm going to fucking go for it. Because we had to wait forever for the group in front of us to finish and whatever. And I was like, the only way I'm going to get a 52 is by getting a three here. So I was like, I'm going to fucking do it. Yeah. And my like pre-throw all day felt really good. Mm-hmm. Like like I said, like when I'm not going to throw the shot, like my form, my power, everything feels so much better. And then once I put the disc in my hand, I'm like, I'm going to throw it. There's something there like, oh. Yeah. Um. But it felt better than it had ever felt in my life that day. Like my little like pre-throw rituals. I was like, fucking sweet. Like this is good. And I've started to get a little bit lower and whatever. My body's gotten better. Mobility's gotten better. I'm more confident that my leg isn't going to blow the fuck out. Yeah. 
So I was like, fuck it. I'm doing it. I'm going to run it from here and I'm just going to gun one up there. And if it crashes off to the right, it crashes off to the right. I'm not going to end up left. Whatever it is. Um, I know she's joking around Pat Burke. Shout out Pat Burke. Yeah. I love him. Uh, he fucked his drive, got a sweet out, and then he was waiting to throw till I was waiting to throw. And I'd already told him, like, I just play this hole for a four. Mm-hmm. And then when I was there, I was like, fuck it, I'm going for the three. I'm going for it. So, like, yeah. Skylar was there, Pat was there, and Corey was there, and they were all, like, standing next to me. I was like, I'm going for it. So I grabbed the Hades that I got for the uh, left-handed thing for the triple threat. Yeah. And uh, I was like, I'm going to put it on a hyzer flip put it up high and let it fade over crash over to the right mm-hmm. i had a little bit of a headwind that disc is light but yeah. i was more than happy with if somehow i turn it over and i just crash into the shit on the right then i can maneuver those woods to get up there and save the four yeah i didn't want to be in a situation where i put it up high and then it drifts left and then i'm so whatever i did a little like pre-throw run up or whatever and i was like I'm, i really want to commit to this and like make sure i get over to the right mm-hmm. and uh so i ran up and threw it and just absolutely smashed the fucking thing. Yeah. It was like the best throw of my entire life. Yeah. <laughs> wrong disc, <laughs> wrong wind, wrong condition, but I absolutely smashed it. Like my right hand got the tingles and like yeah. my forearm hurt. Yeah. And I was like, yes! yeah. <laughs> and that fucking thing came out of my hand on the hyzer, went up in the air and literally just climbed the ladder, went over and then just dumped to the right amazing and i was so happy i was <laughs> yeah. like I, and it hit a tree in there hard it goes dunk, yeah. like yeah. my forehand just knock yeah like, did you hear that yeah. <laughs> um but then i was like oh shit right yeah. like this up and down but i was still like happy like even if i threw away the stroke just for that throw like, yeah. i was so happy at like how it came out and then my hand hurt yeah and i was bummed that there was no one on the card that i could share that moment with that knew anything about it yeah because people that i like you know, I don't play with a lot and I definitely don't communicate with outside of when I'm playing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't like on a casual round with you or Will where I'd be like, dude, it fucking hurt my hand. Yeah. Even Redmond or anybody, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, dude, I got the tingles. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I just tried to play it low key because it was a bad shot. And I was like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. You know, but I was like super pumped. <laughs> Inside you're screaming full In- of joy. Inside? Oh, yeah. I'm so happy. Yeah. I was so happy. And so I go over, I found my desk. I had, I don't even know. I had like a pretty decent shot, like lengthwise, but I literally only had like, again, it was like my putt on 14, just an upshot. Like I had like one opening. Yeah. And it was probably like two discs wide and that distance was 40 feet from me. And then from there to the basket was another like 50 feet or whatever it is, you know, over on the right. Yeah. Early. Yeah. So I stood there and I was like between pink and the fierce that I use for upshots up. Mm-hmm. And I was like trying to figure out like, what am I going to do? And I was like, I'd rather have it go out right than hook up too early. Mm-hmm. So I just went with the with the fierce. And uh, I threw it, totally hit the gap, dead on, went right through the gap, came out, and looked like it was coming in to the basket. And then it just caught the outside of that tree and then fell off to the right. I was 10 feet out. Yeah. And for the second time in the round, I was like, yes! <laughs> like my little Paige Pierce moment. Yeah. Put it in, hit the four. I was the only four on the card. I was Nailed like, sweet. it. Got it. Or whatever. Yeah. And uh, so we went to five and it was windy and I have fucked that drive up plenty of times recently. (laughs) Ever since I saw Dan rip the shit out of that hyzer, it works me every time I'm on that pad. Does it really? Yeah. Because I always think like, oh, like ever since then. I don't want to do it, Dan. (laughs) Ever since then, I've had a hard time with that drive. Oh, my God. So I really was like, well, it's the second shot and I didn't want to play the inside left line. I just want to throw the hyzer line. 
Yeah. So I was like, I'm just going to play it safe to write about the T-pad and then go from there. Mm-hmm. So I did. But I felt the weight of the disc better in my hand and literally like just, I pl- basically placed the disc right where I thought it was going to go. Mm-hmm. But it just came out so nice. And I was like, sweet. Would you throw off the T? Just a torrent. Okay. Just a torrent. It was a headwind. I was like, oh, it'll be fine. I just put it on a little bit of a hyzer and just threw a straight hyzer. Didn't try to fuck it with anything. Just like out of my hand hyzer, right up and around hyzer. Yeah. Um. So then on the next shot, I was like, I want to try what I just did on the upshot for two. Yeah. Or for, on, on hole one. I'm yeah. going to do it here. Yeah. So when I was going that way, I had a headwind. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking now I'm literally facing the opposite direction. I'm going to have a tailwind. No. That's not how it works in disc golf. So I was like, okay. So if I throw the same disc, but I put a little bit more hyzer on it. This is why I wrote I flip on the other ones of this <laughs> disc. This is the only Hades I have that I don't have the I flip. And I fell for it because I was like, it's going to hold. Yeah. Like I should have thought like, hey, dumbass, you've written I flip on all these because you believe in them in a tailwind and they still fucking flip. But I didn't. Yeah. So I was like, let's go. Yeah. So I'm there and I'm like, going to throw this fucking sweet hyzer flip up here because it's kind of a weird angle, you know? And then I was like, if I miss, it'll miss right and I'll go out to there. And then there's a hyzer up and around that side. So I just run up through it and same shit. Like I got the tingle in my right hand. Yeah. Ripped out of my hand and just went like, and then came over to the right. And as it was going right, it actually like flattened out. And I was like, cool. Mm-hmm. Nailed yeah. it. And then I was like, I want to see how fucking far this thing's going to go. Yeah. Catches some branch on that tree and then fell over like behind it. Yep. On the one on the right side of the <laughs> yeah. fairway. Yeah. And I was like, God damn it. So I was at a decent distance, not good, but a decent distance after two. Mm-hmm. So I was still thinking like if I can get up and around there for the three and then maybe make the four, I could do it. Right. I could do my 52. Yeah. But even if I do the five, then maybe I could birdie three. So I'm at that tree and I didn't really have a throw. And I was like, I'm just going to fucking go for it. Mm-hmm. So I grabbed the nuke and I was like, I'm going to do full run up and just rip this motherfucker. And hopefully I just get in between. Like I just had like these weird stick branches. Yeah. I was like, hopefully I just put it right in between them. It gets out and we go. Yeah. Didn't get out. No. Like, oh, I got out. But like I caught one of the branches on the way up and it just like fluttered my disc and then yeah. it hooked over and hit the next tree. Yeah. And then I was in the exact same position and made the exact same decision. I was like, because it really wasn't a pitch out. I mean, there was if I pitched straight sideways, but I was like, fuck it. Yeah. Did the same thing. Committed to it didn't it didn't work <laughs> um and then whatever i had like a, an upshot i was a little i was a little bit flustered um i left the upshot short missed that putt took a six and i was like well there's my 54 right yeah. like all i have to do is par out i wasn't really pissed about it i really didn't care yeah i was i was happy that i committed to those shots but yeah. those shots even though like they were obstructed and didn't really go anywhere felt fucking great yeah and uh i got to got to three on the t-pad and I was like, I'm gonna rip this kind of low, keep it out of the, keep it out of the wind or whatever, and put it out there. It felt great out of my hand. Turned it over. <laughs> <laughs> but would you throw on one? I threw the Hades. Okay. I mean, on, on three, you mean? Yeah, yeah. three. Sorry. I threw the Hades, and it turned up and then went around the trees. Yeah. And then came back and landed on the backside of the path. Nice. And I got like a little bit of a skip, but I was in the stuff past the path. Yeah. And so I putted with Rocco. Up over the top of all of those branches. Really? <laughs> At that point, I just want to have fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just want to have fun. So I yeah. threw like a rock or shot. It caught some foliage and then I ended 10 feet from the bucket. Yeah. I was thinking if it didn't hit the foliage, it was going in though. Yeah. Yeah. And then I just played four safe. I just threw the torrent like out flat, but I felt it better mm-hmm. and it was literally perfect. Out flat, faded over where I wanted. I was at the base of the hill. 
didn't try to go for too much because everyone turned their shit way the fuck over. Yeah. Crazy. Like, yeah. People landed in places I didn't even, I've never seen on that hole before. Really? Like so far over the right. Yeah. Like, yeah, like across one's fairway. Like across like, three. Yeah. yeah. Three. I keep. Yeah. I know it used it's to be old one. Hole yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Like across that fairway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I don't want to do that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So I just did it. And then I ran that pot. Yeah. Just missed it high and then went 20 long, came back, hit the three, shot 54. Nice. And I was like, okay. Yeah. But I really liked the commitment. Like yeah. I was like super excited. And I was like, yeah, this is, this is what, this is the kind of golf I want to play. Like yeah. I want to, I want to like go for it. Yeah. But, Cause you did all that hole two in some way, shape or form was fucked up. Still shot a 54. We're at one point. I remember like 54 or like one less better than that Yeah, was like your goal. And you're like pumped about shooting a 54 out there is solid. Yeah. So like having one hole where it's just slightly off, yeah, was easily your fifty-two. Yeah, and I yeah. like there's things that I messed up. There's things that I did well. Whatever. Like I really, it was it, like for me, it was literally like I found a new toy. Mm-hmm. Like with the like after the upshot on one, like it really just came down to like I'm not as concerned about this tournament as I am about trying out this new thing. Yeah, because I could finally like I finally felt like timing. I could feel yeah. it, and I was like, "Oh, this yeah, is yeah." That's a new tool in your wood shop. Yeah, like, my timing yeah. is horrible. Yeah, like, but I can at least feel it. Yeah, you know what I mean, like before, I'm trying to watch it. Like yeah. as it's happening, I'm trying to watch what's going on and then yeah. interpret the data from what happened into like what's going on in my throw. Yeah, but for like the first time, I could like feel it in my throw. So even though my timing was bad, yeah, I was just so excited that I could feel it. Mm-hmm. and at that point like the score or the placing in the round or whatever just went out the window and i was like i've tried so many things for so long to be able to feel this like <laughs> i don't give a fuck about anything else yeah. like i just want to feel this yeah so it was and if it like, takes 60 dollars to play into a tournament and i get to learn this knowledge right i'll do it every well time yeah. It. yeah yeah and so at that point it was like yeah i could pitch out here or i could fucking just do this yeah and i just wanted like it didn't matter I just wanted to do that. And even yeah. when we got done, I really just wanted to go and throw. Yeah. But I sponsored the tournament, so I needed to like give a little blurb. So I'm not just throwing my sponsorship money away. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I needed to like be around in case anybody wanted to ask me questions or talk to anybody or whatever. And then Gabby, Sydney, and Hannah were here and they wanted to have a fire. So mm-hmm. like basically I needed to get out of there. Yeah. Like I wanted to play Will for the chalice afterward because I didn't wanna I didn't wanna not have it. <laughs> Uh, but <laughs> yeah, I, I was just like, yeah, like I hung out. I said goodbye to everyone. I talked to some people. I did some stuff, whatever. It was just kind of there, you know, shaking hands, kissing babies. And, uh, I gave my blurb, you know, waited for prizes to be pushed out and then got my stuff and I got out of there because mm-hmm. I needed to get home. Um, but yeah, all I wanted to do was like literally just take my Continue shit. Continue throwing. Yeah. Just take my shit to the field and like, let's fucking go. Like, yeah. let's do this. Um, but it is what it is. Like it's, it's, it's one thing. And then now, like, I don't have tournaments. I don't have anything going. I don't really plan on playing rounds, you know, too much uh, or at all. But I'm excited for, like, Radar Gun. I thought of on the floor, and if anybody out there has any experience with this, what about Flex Seal? Oh, I don't know. Because it's like spray rubber. Right. I didn't think about that. Yeah. So I was thinking, like, we get the duct tape out. We make a T-pad. Mm-hmm. And then we just get the Flex Seal. And yeah. put Flex Seal spray down and make, like, a little T-pad out of it. Yeah. I'm down. Yeah. So I think that that'll work. So then I was thinking like radar gun, you know, field work, whatever. Like I'm down for that. But like going and playing rounds and stuff, I'm just, I'm not really that into it. Yeah. So I was excited. I was like happy and relieved when the tournament was over. 
and I put my cart in my car or in my truck, I was like, oh, like it's over. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Good finish. Good finish. Season. Yeah. What, what did you end up finishing for the tournament? What place? 10th. Okay. I think I finished 10th. We got nice. 120 bucks. Nice. Um, and with everybody that played and everything, the way that it went or whatever, I was good with that. I was yeah. actually like really happy. Yeah. I think the biggest field was open. Yeah. It was like 45 people or something. Yeah. yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. Like, because of Bauman. Yeah. He capped Ams at 50. Did he? Yeah. yeah. Like, there's going to be 100 people in the tournament. Mm hmm. And uh, there's 50 Ams. Yeah. And the rest are going to be 50 pros. Yep. And that was it. Yeah. Because I told him I was going to sponsor the tournament. You know, I told him like whatever earlier in the year, a few months earlier. And yeah. Because like, it was what, like 750 added cash? Yeah. yeah. So I was like, I'll sponsor the tournament. So he knew Pro was going to fill. Mm hmm. I was kind of dragging ass on sending the money over because I was waiting for something else to come through. Once it came through, then I just sent him the money. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then it filled in like 10 days. Nice. Like there was like seven people in open. How much did first place get? Do you know? 600 bucks. Nice. Six or $700, I think. Nice. Yeah. Because I know Will, Will got like 210 or something. Yeah. He tied yeah. for fourth. Yeah. Which is yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It was sweet. So I was super happy to do it. Everyone was super super enthusiastic about it um and we'll see we'll see if it generates any business or not or or what comes from it yeah um i had a good talk with a couple people about it and this and that um one cool thing was josh cook was talking to me and they do the hangover bowl which they use to raise money to give to a family in need yeah and he was saying that like they they raised like six grand or nine grand or something last year and all this other shit mm -hmm. and so um i told him i said you know if, if like you generate business from the people and they want it and they want the money, like the sponsorship dollars for me to go to hangover bowl or to whatever it is. Like I'm totally in for that. Like it doesn't matter to me. Yeah. Like I just want to put the money towards Southeast Michigan disc golf and uh, whatever. And so he told me that if I wanted to go to the tournament and give a blurb at the tournament to like tell people about it or whatever, that he would be like totally enthusiastic about that. And I was like, Oh, that was, I thought that was really awesome. Yeah. I was like, well, that's super cool, man. So, He's like, yeah, because it's important to him and like, you know, the cause is important to him and it's something that they do. Yeah, to get I know back. him and uh, Brian Evans are like the main guys for it because yeah. I filmed it not uh, not this first of January, but last year, first of January, I think it was. And like I wasn't I'm sorry that I wasn't able to get the video like done and edited, but it was it's so cold and it's crazy how many people show up there. Yeah. Like that's awesome. They're yeah. able to do that and have such a sweet turnout for a really good cause. Yeah. And there's like, they took, I don't know how many giveaways they did. There was, a, I think, at least 100 discs like given away. And there was discs, bags, towels, like random merch, like whatever. And it was just everybody bought in to like win. What I, and it was all like donated, yeah. obviously, just to like raise money. And it was sweet to see how much was donated and to see like what sweet stuff was donated too, Cause like people would spend a hundred bucks to get however many tickets or whatever. Yeah. Like nobody just had like a ticket. They just had like stacks of them. Yeah. So, and that's it. That's for new year's, the hangover ball. Yeah. I think every year it's like January 1st that they have it yeah. or that weekend right. within the first week of January. Um, I was thinking about making a, like a, a box with like a foam inset with velvet mm -hmm. you know what I mean? to have like the velvet crushed velvet inlay yeah for like one disc <laughs> yeah and then have it have like the like a plexiglass and yeah. then like a thing and a latch that locks yeah and have it just be like this big yeah 
It'd be I, sweet. I think that'd be so fucking yeah. cool. Like It'd your be favorite sweet. disc. Yeah. One disc. And then you could just hang that on the wall. Yeah. Because like I have a little lock on the side. You know yeah. what I mean? I think it'd be so cool. That'd be awesome. Because that, that's one thing that I've wanted to do uh, real quick was actually have something sweet for your wall of discs, like collectors or not. And it could make old shitty discs look awesome yep. because you have a nice thing that it's in. And the thing that I've always revolved around was something like a record, like plaque type yep. deal, something similar. Something like that would be really cool. But also like, what if we had a really sweet disc or like a couple and we just built a couple boxes to like donate to them. And then like you, you don't know what it is, but it's for sure a sweet disc. And you have oh, like this shit. really fucking sweet thing that it comes in to yeah. donate to there like, yeah that would be super cool yeah and then have some like jack disc in there that was yeah. like, awesome yeah, yeah but, like, exactly covered up yeah yeah, yeah exactly oh, dude, that'd be super cool yeah maybe, so you, maybe we could put that together that'd be cool yeah that'd be fun to build i think yeah 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 and then once you had it like it'd just be working out how you want to do the box mm-hmm. but then once you had it you would have the system to do it and then you could just build it and then exactly you could build it different depths right so if you wanted to like you know these are the two putters I shot this crazy fucking round with. You could just make it deep enough for two. Yeah. Just keep your putters in there. Or just keep your putters in there in the off season so they charge up. Yeah. And put like some ashes. Yeah. From your it's like the sweet chargers that you find that the yeah. course is on the tables. Yeah. yeah they're, like they're super cool. So what I wanted to do and I will do and what I have like collected is I want to do a thing for each year for ace discs. Mm-hmm. So I have like the year on top. And then have like all the discs for the aces mm-hmm. in like chronological order or whatever. And some of them have like two or whatever aces on it. And then just do like a little plaque under each one for the aces. And mm-hmm. then put them up on the wall. Like 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018. That'd be sweet. And I think that, that would be cool. Yeah. Just like, because I'm never going to throw those discs again. And it's such a big part of like what disc golf has done for me. And like right. how, I don't know, whatever. It, it means a lot to me. And I think that that'd be cool to like have that on the wall in my like whatever room it is that yeah. i do stuff and i think that that'd be sweet yeah I, like i'd love to have those up and like, i always thought of that like you know yeah because that's that's what i want to do too like the the idea that i had for like your wall of discs like eventually i'd, I'd like to start collecting because i understand it i think it's sweet but yeah. the thing that i have the most collected is my eight like i have the box that we built like four years ago or whatever now yeah. full of my ace discs but it would mean so much more if it was somewhere like visible like, yep. yeah, and it was a really nice system and it's square, like it's symmetrical and whatever, instead of just like slapped on the wall. Cause I hate that look. Um, and then just being able to like, like you said, have it in chronological order. Like I have my first ACE disc that took forever to get, um, to get the disc back, not to get my first ACE apparently. Right. Um, Mine was the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> I never lost a disc, but it took me yeah. fucking forever to get my first days. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. I think it would just be sweet to look at. Yeah. And just have a sweet setup. Yeah. And it'd be something it. that, like, could instantly bring you joy. Yeah. Like, every time you look at it, it'd be like, yeah, fuck Yeah, man. exactly. Yeah. That'd be sweet. Yeah. One and, day. And this year would just be a Buzz SS and two wasps. Yeah. <laughs> sweet. Yeah. 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 I think my last days right now is with fred's a3 yeah so yep sweet <laughs> nailed it not getting that one for a while because he's got two aces on it yep <laughs> so maybe i can get what have you got a picture maybe of I, that's what i was just gonna say maybe i can get a picture of it and just hang it up on there what's with the picture of the disc shut the fuck up you yeah. don't know me yeah <laughs>
<laughs> and then have a picture of like a yellow Casey AVR. Yeah. 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 Of like the missing discs. Yeah. I don't even. I think those are the two missing ace. I think there's one more missing ace disc of mine. Yeah. But I remember one that I was trying to get back for a while was this yellow T-Rex. And that one, that ace is at Zilker in Texas. Hole nine of, I believe, the south course. The hole is basically wide open. It's a straight shot, and it's maybe 250 feet. Yeah. And that was a hole for, like, I got to a point eventually where it's like, I'm just going to ace this, throwing it as hard as I can. Yeah. And it's going to be sweet. And, like, I've come close. Maybe I've hit a car or two doing it because the park road runs right behind it. Yeah. So, like, the timing can sometimes be perfect for bad things to happen. Um, but I got it one time with that T-Rex sidearm full power yeah, boom right in and stuck like the bottom ring of the chain smacked the top. It was awesome. And then I lost it at Riverbends throwing a sidearm on hole one and it went like super straight right into the bush straight back. And then I just couldn't find it. I remember looking for like an hour for it because it's like, like, I don't want to lose an ace disc and it's this and that and whatever. And then eventually I was just like, I, I have to give up. Like, I don't know. I don't know where else to look. It's kind of like in the fall time. There's leaves everywhere. I've kicked over so many leaves, looked in so many spots, impossible to find. And then having started this channel and doing whatever, somebody eventually commented, I think I have one of your discs or I think a buddy of mine has one of your discs, one of the two. And I'm like, really? Like, what is it? Is it a yellow, some like T-Rex or something? He's like, yeah, I think it is actually. Like it's got like a bunch of like yellow or um Sharpie on the bottom. I was like, Oh, does it have like the black circle on the inside? It's got like 175 TX like written on the lip and all this. He's like, Yeah. It's like, dude, I w- I'll give you whatever. Yeah. What do you want? Cash, multiple discs, whatever. He's right. like, dude, I don't like here's stuff that I throw. I really don't like I like the stuff that you do and I just want to get it back to you. And I was yeah. like, Yeah, I'll still like I'll e- I think I gave him a T Rex that I found too, just like he liked the T-Rex. Here's just another replace same plastic. I didn't I didn't pull like a shitty like here's a DX T-Rex. Right. Like I got one time for a CE Firebird. Um and I thought it was super cool. And it was funny because like So did you sh- get it back? I got it back. Oh, okay. So all the Sharpie that was on it that like had my name and old phone number on it was like all scribbled through with like red Sharpie. So it didn't do anything <laughs> other than like <laughs> Just show you try to do whatever yeah. and you did yeah, it yeah. terribly. I don't think it was from him though. I think it was from his buddy that did that. Either way, yeah. I was just super happy to have it back. Yeah. Because it was I think it was ace number nine, like career lifetime or whatever. Yeah. Um yeah. That was pretty sweet. I just thought of like what a way to get it back. Like yeah. it's second to only like I got a disc that was lost from a random gas station attendant because it just said please return on the bottom. Hence why I have please return on all my discs at the bottom. Cause yeah. you never know. Like you could be walking to Tiger Mart with your roommate and then leave a disc in the road. Cause you couldn't find it. And then the guy who works there finds it yeah. <laughs> and gives you a call back. I, I had uh, a, uh, a full power short ace. My best one was seven old seven at firefighters. Okay. Katana. Really? Full blast backhand. Yeah. So I'd been up there for a while or whatever. And, I was just trying to hit, like, I was trying to get it to where I could put it out on a little bit of an ante and then have it just come in, like, around that tree. And then back behind that, there's bushes and stuff, whatever. So if, if, as you blow by it, it's not really that huge of a deal. Yeah. But just at that distance, I was trying to do this, like, flex shot around that tree. 
And so I just, I like, I kept smoking the chains, but like nothing would stick. Yeah. And then I remember it was this glow katana and I just ripped it. And I remember it hit the chain so hard. Same shit. Like it just boom. boom. And it stuck. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, dude, it's stuck. <laughs> I was so excited. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. It was a good time. Yeah. I think that'd be cool though. Up on the wall, just like little plaques of each year. Yeah. Yeah. And you could see where I dedicated my time. Yeah, exactly. Because I think it's sweet. Like, I think that's something that could just be sellable, too. Like, that's the idea. Is like, you can make some money behind it if you yeah. wanted to. Yeah, you just have to know how many discs. Right. Yeah. And then yeah. find... find uh... Because every time I see stuff <coughs> online, people... Like, I even saw one recently. Like, the idea is cool. I get it. But having, like, um, like a naked disc on the wall, to me, it doesn't sit right. Like, yeah. I don't know if it's because, like, it's a round object on, like, a square wall or whatever, or people have it not lined up right. But I've seen them, like, where they take their time and they tack every single spot to where, like, the disc is perfectly, like, in its spot, in square. Like, it's all symmetrical and still, like, yeah. it bothers me to some degree or yeah. whatever. So, have it because I think of, like, again, a record by itself on the wall. Like, it's a platinum whatever. And even still, it's, like, it's weird because it's... It's kind of a trophy, yeah. Like that you got, like yeah. same with it. Like it's a trophy that you have this historical piece. Put it in something nice and have it make sense. And then other people have it like in Ziploc bags that it's like it perfectly fits a disc, but it's still a Ziploc bag, so it's only slightly nicer. Like, yeah. Let's build a really nice Ziploc bag made out of not plastic and right. Nothing like yeah. a Ziploc bag. Yeah. More like a plaque. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I think that'd be sweet. Yeah. Yeah, that was something I was like fucked around with. I've just never had the time to do it. I also have so many projects around the house right now. I think if I started ripping off plaques for my discs, like yeah, the woman that lives upstairs would be like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, yeah. There's other <laughs> stuff that's more important than your disc storage. <laughs> I don't think. No, so. there's not. No, there's not. No. Um, yeah. So like, like I'm, I'm looking forward to the the in inside throwing, working on my form. A couple things I wanted to like really try to dial in i like the fact that i can kind of feel my timing so if we can get some kind of non-slip situation down here i think that'd be really sweet yeah i'm down because i want to do that i worked i put in some time uh the past few days and like organizing the garage to get more set up aptly and then also getting my basement set up to be able to have it be full-on driving range i tried getting a basket set up down there for putting and it's it just kind of would be useless because it's not very much room. I have like a splitter wall, like kind of where the light is back there. So it like really shortens it. And even if I took that out, like yeah. it's a lot of work. I mean, it's all just drywall and a couple two by fours or whatever. Not even close to the, like, it's not a, uh, weight bearing wall. Yeah. Um, but then the stuff behind it, which is storage has to go somewhere. And yeah. even if I open that up, it's going to be not enough. Which other, I was kind of bummed about, but the other I, thing with the putting in the house is the noise. It's really easy to mitigate if you put a towel on the pole. I've done that before because the chains clanging only hits the pole and or each other. Because um, I have the same basket as you, so I've zip tied a, a towel around the entirety of the pole, and you're good okay. on the inside. Like I'll have to do that for mine then. Yeah, because I know that like the putting I usually only do when Gabby's at work. Yeah. Because otherwise, I know the noise just is annoying. Yeah, I know the towel for me worked really well. I would imagine like a pool tube would work just the same. Might a be noodle. easier. Yeah, a noodle. What did yeah. I say? A tube. Yeah. Same difference. Whatever. Yeah, or a pipe insulator or something like that. Something yeah. to cover the pole that is 
<laughs> not just the pole. You'd yeah. like don't put another pole around the pole. So like a blanket, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah, I still think it's funny how many pros you see carrying like the beach towel. Because they don't know about the Monster Junior. I know. I, it's funny. I had the same thought, too. It's like, yeah. look, like Ricky, he opens up his top, and he's got, like, three beach towels or whatever. It's like, yeah. those just look so inadequate. Yeah. Dickerson like, carrying the beach towel. I'm yeah. like, are you, are, you guys, are you guys still dealing with cotton? Yeah. <laughs> oh <my laughs> yeah. God. Dude, because if you wanted, you could get the Monster Giant. Yeah. 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 And if you want, like, a giant towel, mega- boom, there you go. Holy shit. Yeah. Maybe I could get one of those and just like drape myself in it around the house. Yeah, build a robe out of it, some yeah. underwear, pants. Yeah, just assless stri- chaps, straight with pants. It. Yeah, a sleeveless tank top. <laughs> yeah, you know, whatever. Oh my god! All right, so it's Phil's birthday. We did it. Yeah, rain round stony bin bag. We did it. Yep. Halloween candy, best, best disc golfer to go, go. for Halloween. Yes. Well, Those for- are that was a question from Rob. Okay. Yeah, Halloween candy. Um. Are you passing out for Halloween? Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. Okay. So it's not an issue of COVID or anything like that. So the girls were over here yesterday and they were giving Gabby and I a hard time about it. Because it was like the last two years we have not passed out candy. Mm -hmm. And they're like, it's like three years ago we did. Yeah. We bought a bunch of candy. We got all set up. We were fucking ready. We were juiced. And six kids came by. Yeah. All night. I was going to ask how many kids are in this neighborhood. We we had six. Yeah. Um. (laughs) So then the last couple of years, we just didn't do it. In reality, like we were here when they would be coming around. Because last year we went like to Detroit for mm-hmm. Halloween. So we were here like raging at pre-gaming before. Yeah. And uh, there was like hardly any traffic. You yeah. I mean, there's hardly any foot traffic. So it's not like there's a bunch of kids. Um, and with the COVID situation or whatever, like I don't know how that's even going to go. So I'll probably set something up and then just get like. Bless you. <laughs> aced it nice. um so then maybe i'll just get like a bowl of candy and put it down yeah and if people want to take that's it, all i was thinking it and whatever because yeah. like literally like there's so few people that come through and we're like in the back corner of the neighborhood yeah so i don't really think that we're like you know i don't know in a hot spot and we're not in a hot spot yeah. for for trick-or-treaters yeah um but i'll probably put a bowl out or something so that'll be that my favorite halloween candy is probably the peanut butter cup. Reese's peanut butter cup when I was a kid. I was always like, it's a score. Yeah. You know? I've never liked them that much. <laughs> yeah. But the ones that are delicious, they have um, these keto ones that Amanda gets at Meyer. Yeah. And I love those ones because it's like really good chocolate, not just right. whatever Reese's is. Like I can have like one and then I'm good as to where like she can have like the whole sleeve of them and like, I love these. Oh, nom, nom. Yeah. Um, but like, I don't even. I've been on a kick of the take fives. Like yeah. When I go and I like, I want candy. Yeah. Like that's what I kind of go for. Um, I used to be really into candy, like younger. Yeah. Uh, but I would never really eat like that much. Where like some kids, they just can't stop and they just like die, start dying. Like, oh my tummy hurts, <laughs> and the parents are like, what the fuck do you think was gonna happen? Yeah. Um, but I would go and I would get uh. When I lived in Texas, I would go with a couple of friends, bring our pillowcases or whatever, take candy. Um, I remember one year there was a house that did put out bowls of candy. We were for sure the kids. I don't know if it was us, maybe just me, that would just go and 
hold my bag and I would dump it all in <laughs> and yeah. then we'd leave, come back like an hour later, they refilled the bowl and then we'd do it again for like our other buddy. It was sweet. So yeah. we had at the end of that specific Halloween, um, I had, I think at least two, maybe three like big brown paper bags full of candy that lasted us the entire year. Yeah. Like I picked out all the good stuff that I wanted. I got sick of it. There was still so much left and it was awesome. <laughs> but like, yeah, my, my house i did uh like chocolates you know what i mean like candy bars and stuff we would have um but mostly at my house growing up it was like little debbies and stuff like that mm-hmm. you know what i mean like those oatmeal cream things yeah oatmeal cream cookies or whatever yeah i always thought those were the weirdest thing for the longest oh. time like kids would love those i never tried it and i was like oh like what is that thing it yeah. kind of looks like a cow turd or whatever yeah and then I had one like as a grown up, and I was like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. <laughs> like, I would eat like a box of those. Yeah, like as a kid, I remember yeah. like you have one, you're back at the chair watching TV, and they're like, "I'm gonna go get another one." And then after a while, you literally just give up self control and you just bring yeah. the box. Yeah, <laughs> and you're just there on the couch. It's like, oh, we did. Oh, what's up, Tubby? <laughs> we did that. We did donuts. Yeah. Um, but I was never like a big like candy candy person. Like I never like sit down and eat a whole bunch of like Mike and Ike's or I don't know, nerds or whatever the fucking candy was. Yeah. So it was like chocolates and like sweets. But yeah. it wasn't like candy. I've never been a big like candy guy. Yeah. And as I've gotten older, like I really like chocolate. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like really good chocolate. I yeah. like like the Lindor truffle thing. Yes. Yeah, those are They're really delicious. good. With the caramel feeling or feeling filling i like the chocolate on chocolate i like the blue ones i like the red ones the little balls they're yeah. good um and then i like just the lindor lint whatever uh bars mm-hmm. but i don't at this point i really don't eat much candy um i used to do dessert all the time and i used to eat a pint of ben and jerry's every night before i'd go to bed really for years oh yeah, my yeah. god um then lactose caught up with me and whatever and at this point like i just don't I don't eat as much sweets. Like I had a donut and two cookies yesterday and it was like a splurge. I was like, yeah, "Yeah, cool. Let's get it. Yeah. My biggest sweet thing now is cereal. I'm a fiend for cereal. I had to cut it out because of the the fucking uh, lactose. Have you tried almond milk? Yeah. I use almond almond milk. But um, I don't know how much we need to get into it on the podcast. Either way. Cereal just makes me gassy. Yeah. Like I'm a gassy enough human being, like supplements and everything <laughs> I take, like yeah. they have probiotics and stuff in them. So like it generally makes me kind of a gassy person, but, uh, and then probably just the mountains of pasta I eat. <laughs> I mean, whatever it is, I eat a lot of food. It yeah. results in gas, but yeah. cereal specifically, if I like sit down and eat a bunch of cereal, like I can't eat the sugar cereal I used to eat as even me two years ago. Like I used to eat Fruity Pebbles, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Yeah. All the time. Those yeah. are like my two go-tos. Yeah. Um, and I, I like at some point I was just like, I just can't do all this sugar. So then I moved to uh, Honey Bunches of Oats Clusters mm-hmm. and uh, I think Raisin Bran were like my two big like go-to cereals. Well, both of those have yeah. so much like fiber and bran and everything in them. Like, yeah, yeah, they get you moving. And yeah. I just like the enjoyment I get out of eating the cereal isn't worth whatever it is takes place later. Yeah. <laughs> so especially like trying to play disc golf tournaments and stuff. Uh, you know, yeah. If cereal is a big part of your diet, like it's hard to, it's hard to play two rounds of disc golf and not have to, you know, yeah. use the bathroom or something. Yeah, so I just cut that out. <laughs> so I don't really eat very much cereal. It's funny because I still bought a bunch of cereal. like I've been sitting on the same cereal for a long time. Yeah, and I'm starting to think I need to eat it because <laughs> it's gonna go bad and I feel bad about that. I don't like wasting food. 
But uh, bestest golfer to go for is Halloween. Easy. Calvin Heinberg. Yeah. No way around it. Yeah. I think. Vinny. Yeah. I think just to get in the Cal zone, you know, just walk around. Yeah. Well, I mean, even like uh, Vinny, but I was also thinking like a early to mid 90s disc golfer. Just, just, just. Yeah. Like like that style. Or maybe it's like early 2000s where it's like the. What was that guy wearing? Like the terrible swim trunks that you get at Walmart, mm-hmm. an Ill, extremely ill-fitting cotton. polo, cotton, one hundred percent cotton <coughs> polo, yep, tucked into the swim trunks that are like what four fingers above your knee, maybe like a foot, like so, right, like mid thigh, yeah, whatever, yep, uh, the white long socks that have like the stripes on them, yep. and then. New what? Balance. Yeah, New yeah. Balance. No, no, no. Those guys were all wearing like soccer cleats. Remember? So like Sambas? <clears throat> no, like turf yeah. shoes. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. Like pony. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like they were wearing like turf That'd shoes. That'd be sweet. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be good. And then get a um the typical Barry Schultz bowl haircut. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. And then you just don't shower for like the week of Halloween. Yeah. Because really brings some authenticity. Yeah. 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 The grease is needed. Yeah. Grease. <laughs> and then a very flat demeanor. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Happy Halloween. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. I, I would definitely, if I was going to go anywhere from disc golf, it would be, uh, it would be Calvin. Yeah. Number two would be Big Germ. Yeah. Yeah. Get some fucking Hawaiian shirt, Indiana Jones hat. Yep. Walk all weird. Yeah. <laughs> Belly yeah. out, yeah. Dude, I'm gonna have to pee again. Are you serious? I'm the record. Oh my yeah. god! Welcome to intermission. I think it's just all this Halloween talk makes me have to uh, pee. Anyways, um, so you're welcome back. NADGT Championships. Yeah, so that happened. That happened. And it went great. Yes. It was a lot of fun. Read one. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Tuesday, all the way down to top four finalists. Yes. And then Tuesday was streamed on Facebook and Twitch via Gatekeeper Media. Shout out to those guys. Um, who also apparently had a lot of fun being a part of it because they came in not knowing really what was happening because I guess Dave doesn't like he kind of conveys it so I don't know if it a lack of his side or not understand either way yeah at the end of the day they really liked it and wanted to see more of it so I yeah. felt like extra proud of it yeah um so we get to final four the final the guy who wins wins eight or five hundred dollars cash the guys who are winning cash in this win money doesn't make you ineligible for pro whatever because this is outside of sanctioning it's just through us um winner elliot zettis comes out on top the winner gets to play against it was originally going to be ricky um but dave said he didn't want a bloodbath so instead he just gets the guy who wins the putting championships for the disc golf pro tour Reed Frescura, shout out to that amazing human being. Yeah. Um 
to try to make a bloodbath happen anyways. <laughs> like, yeah. I just I thought it was so funny. Um and Reed, he like hops in like ten minutes before and I guess he told Dave yeah, I, I have Discord, and I know this and that. And then he hops in. How does this work? What am I doing? <laughs> like, we were able to figure or get him to figure it out within like a couple of minutes. It was yeah. it was really funny. Um, so yeah, Reed and Elliot are doing best of three. So the first round, Reed comes out like on fire, misses. I think it was one putt from like thirty five feet. Shoots whatever he did. Elliot, <laughs> he would have just taken down everything easily. Had he had a basket, at least to our standards of the disc catcher. Yeah. He had one from like sketchy Walmart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, he had he had such a good putting stroke. He putted like old school Nico, where like he was righty and pitch putted, but left foot forward, right foot like staggered off to the side and was very accurate, very smooth and methodical. But just a couple really bad ones that had zero chance of sticking. And then, what was it? Okay, so Reed won the first round. Elliot won the second round. And then the last round, they both just kind of phoned it in at, like, some point. Like, Elliot was making whatever putts and then just got a couple spit outs. And then Reed, I think, just kind of, like, he missed a couple. And then it was like, all right, fuck it. And then just, like, sent the last couple. And it came down to, like, the final two points. Like, they, were, they shot 66-68. And then Reed's phone, like, died, came back in. It was really funny because... He used his girlfriend's phone, um, got into the chat, didn't real or in the voice chat where everybody's talking, didn't realize he was on there. He's like, "How the fuck do I work this?" <laughs> I was like, "Reed, you're in." He was like, "Oh, oh, oh," and uh, <laughs> and then Dave's like, "Reed, you won." Like, whatever. But and, and he's like, "Oh, because he thought he lost. That's yeah. why he like sent the last two. Like, good game, whatever." And then he like it looked like he rage quit, but he didn't. His phone just died. Um, so Reed shot sixty eight. Elliot shot sixty six. Had he won, he would have won an extra thousand dollars yeah. for beating Reed. So I mean, sweet payday for Am player. Yeah. Um, but Reed won, and it was a lot of fun. A lot of people stuck around to like watch, and I think we had like sixty people up on Facebook, and then forty people on like Gatekeepers Twitch or whatever. And for something that was kind of like a spur of the moment thing, a decent amount of people showed up and at least got exposed of doing stuff like this. Yeah. And it seemed like everybody was really interested. Everybody had a lot of fun. And if you're looking to do something like from your home and that is very like, you're too lazy to go somewhere, but you're able to like set up. At or if home, you don't like going somewhere. Or if you just don't like right. going somewhere or having a partner, whatever. I yeah. mean, everybody has had a fun time doing this. Yeah. Like, I've had fun doing it and I'm just watching. Yeah. Running whatever. Um, but that was a lot of fun and that was like the smoothest one out of everything. Yeah. Um I thought it was great that Dave was commentating live from his van <laughs> like in the driver's seat and he had his phone like set up down here so you're from like crotch angle. <laughs> it was just really funny. Um that's his like go to for doing live podcasts and everything. Like, Dave, we're gonna have to get you set up with something slightly different yeah like i don't know twenty dollars on amazon gets you like that magnetic phone mount on your window so you're at least like level with everybody it yeah. was just really funny but a lot of fun but maybe he just um, wants it so that way you know he's looking down on you probably yes like i'm yeah. dave feldberg yeah you're in my crotch 
That's probably what it is. It well, I'm glad that that went well. I know that yeah. you put a lot of time into it. I know that it's something that you uh, are passionate about and that you want to see do well. Yeah. And I'm glad that the people that did it um, enjoyed it and that and that overall it went well. Yeah. I, was, I wasn't I was sure how it was going to turn out because I've done this. I had this um, idea, at least Discord, using it for another platform for a while. And... It's funny now, like, I mean, I know Brody and the Foundation Boys have their own Discord now, which I think is funny because it's like one of those things where it's like I kind like I kind of like came up with this idea in the system that they took in place. So good on them for figuring that out, too. Yeah. Maybe they did it way before me. I don't know. Yeah. But I felt good about having this idea that seemingly I mean, for this became a success. Um, but the original idea was, could we move um like some Facebook groups into like a discord type thing or whatever. Um, and that just kind of, I didn't try pushing it out there cause I still wasn't sure like how I was going to break stuff down into whatever. So I kind of put it all into my own personal one um, that is going to be like the Leviathan one where I have everything disc golf filtered through there and all this other stuff via Reddit filtered through there. Um, and then just having that kind of, hopefully build some sort of community. I don't know what's going to like partake in there. I know we talked about um, having like the Facebook group where there could be like cleanup days or like related to the community and kind of put into like a uh, hot or uh, a hub where if you want to go do something or on the Facebook page was like, if it was selling stuff and then they donated to our cause of, helping put that money towards cleaning up courses and then working with whoever owns that land. Like, Hey, if we brought X amount of people and then we paid for a gas of using stuff or bring our own tools or whatever to like, or donate the money to them to be able to do it, whatever it is to go clean up courses. Yeah. Cause like I've gone and done it and like move stuff, like cleaned up greens and like use the big logs to make like nice areas or whatever, just move stuff out of the way to make it nicer. Cause that's sweet. So if there's a way of like, if that helps fund it, cause it's not like you're just giving me or us money. It's a thing to help the disc golf community and clean stuff up. I think it'd be sweet. Yeah. Um, so the idea with that is, is that there's a group on Facebook. Yes. Or whatever. And it's a Southeast Michigan course maintenance group. Yeah. And so then you organize people to come together to go do maintenance on a course. So like Saturday afternoon, we're going to go to Aguam. Yeah. And we're going to be there at noon. We're going to be there till three. Come out, help clean up the course, yada, yada. There's plenty of people that believe in course maintenance. There's plenty of people that understand the importance of course maintenance. And I like to believe that they would be active in it. They just have a ton of shit going on. Yeah. So they might be, or hopefully are then. Uh, likely to want to help with the course maintenance situation. They just can't donate time. And right now there is no pass through of goods and money to course maintenance. Yeah. Because you can't just give Stony money to have them mow the lawn. You can't give Stony money to go out and pick up sticks. There's no way to do that. So yeah. the idea was if we had a group that then you could either one directly donate money to or two, donate goods to that then we could sell on the page and then that money goes towards and even if it was just like yeah buying gas buying oil for whatever machines that we need to use or buying pizza for everybody that comes right. out or whatever it is yeah because um, the, the original idea 
more so was having the Facebook group be a um, statewide like group where it's like a buy sell trade type thing of anything disc golf basically and then whatever you sell on this page take whatever per, or um like a quarter or a dollar from that sale and just like throw it into this paypal and then once this hits x dollar amount or at a certain time however much is in there is then put towards building like a group going to wherever it is or sticking to a course until it's like all the dead branches are removed or whatever and used for people with fire pits or whatever it is um, just to like clean it up. Um, And then having it, then it kind of like fell into the idea of, so there's this page for that. And then maybe the discord kind of falls more in line of the more interactability of um, creating that group because it's a more vocal like voice chat type thing. So you can have everybody in there. I don't know, but that's kind of the idea is, linking everything kind of together and building the community to do like good stuff, not just course maintenance, but helping each other out in any way, shape or form and having it be on kind of multiple platforms. I really like discord. There's a lot of cool shit you can do with it. And the thing that I built for next gen is like the most simple thing too. And there's so many extra stuff that so much extra stuff you can do with it. It's not necessarily needed. It's just, what you're looking to do. So like overall, I felt like really happy with it because yeah. at least I was able to like, I know my idea is good. It yeah. clear, like it worked for this thing. I know it can work for other things. So it was just the other thing was like, it started out as building like a Michigan disc golf discord, a Tennessee disc golf discord, a whatever. Or um, no, it started out as like an, uh, like the USA discord. And then I broke it down and then like all this stuff didn't start making sense. Um, cause there was so much going on. I feel like even if for somebody who's experienced in it is a lot to look at a lot to take in, it needs to be split up. So it's yeah. easier to manage and see and whatever. Um, and then that's more so why, like, I'm not really sure if this is something or not or what. So I'm going to start with my own and build something like this. And then, the next gen thing happened like that he came up with doing an online thing and then i was like oh here's an opportunity yeah and one of the funniest things too that made it all happen correctly happened within um the same week if not like a couple days before like one of the first events was happening and it was literally just um being able to share video within the voice chat that you're in in the discord they didn't have that before and it was like coming down the road. So we had to do like everything else worked great Yeah. until we came to this one step. And then we had to have like a weird workaround. And I was like, this is really killing this like idea. Like everything else is great, but like, it's not like one of those steps that is like minuscule. It's like a big, this is, yeah, big this is like a big yeah. thing. And then they released patch notes and I read it and I was like, Oh my God, like this. Now we can do everything just in discord. Right. Like, hallelujah (laughs) this is awesome and then it all panned out and then just being able to talk to everybody and everybody being like grateful that they can go play with other people and this and that they really think this is a good idea they had a lot of fun we had one dude um who made the semifinals and he didn't tell us until uh he got knocked out he's like this was a lot of fun Um, I haven't played disc golf in years. I saw you guys on social media through like a random like promotion or whatever. Yeah. So I figured I'd jump in on it and you guys like reignited 
like a passion for disc golf on some level and like i want to go play this and that. and i thought that was really fucking cool yeah like he hasn't played for five six years or whatever it was he was saying i'm sorry that i don't remember your name hopefully you listen to the podcast eventually um but it was a really cool thing like i didn't expect something like that to come of it yeah which is really cool i felt really happy about that yeah like we got one we got like, one back sweet. Yeah, yeah we got one back pulled them out awesome. of the mud yeah yeah all right player of the year picks male female rookies rookies of the year uh this is something i think we could spend a lot of time on yeah um well, i had a bunch even just like i had a bunch of stuff that i wanted to do and i was thinking mm-hmm. maybe we'll do it for next week because I, yeah, like I, I was even thinking doing another podcast this week later on, like get some homework yeah, put together for today for the next podcast that I think I'd like to be later this week at some point. And okay. I think this one, this is one of them. So this, this could be like a pretty loose, whichever. Yeah. Um, because I even, uh, I need to subscribe to these guys cause they do put out a lot of content and articles and I think they're really good and it's ulti world. Mm-hmm. Um, and I printed out their player of the year, uh, not necessarily picks, but like everybody who could be part of this discussion. Yeah. Um, I'm glad Nico is in there. I think he should be in there um, because I think he did a lot of really good stuff this year, especially with the preserve, getting like a big one under his belt. Um, but I think the clear two are Chris dickerson and calvin Heimberg. yes <laughs> yeah like those yeah. are i mean i think those are our pick one of those is our picks yep hands down yep like yeah it, for me it would be between those two for sure yeah and i'm partial to you know i'm partial to, to calvin yeah because i think like just time on lead card like i can appreciate the fact that dickerson did a whole bunch yeah but Calvin spent more time on lead card than anybody. Yeah. I mean, that motherfucker was on my TV all the every time. Every goddamn time. Yeah. And that it's so amazing because it, it, it like, it's a different skill set. Some people thrive and I'm not saying it's easier or harder. I'm just saying it's a different, it's a different feel to play on lead mm-hmm. than it is to play on something else. Right. And I think like some people do really well on lead card. Paul loves being on lead. Because mm-hmm. he loves being there, like looking you in the eye, like I'm gonna fucking take your dream away from you. Yeah, and you it's, I think he loves hunting you. Yeah, and he loves being yeah. in the lead and running yeah. away and yeah. watching. Like you. he loves all of it. Like yep. it's it's funny. Yep. So like I think he thrives on lead card, and there's people that do, and then there's people that like get on lead card and they just like they don't do as well, you know. Yeah. Um, I think it's hit. Some people are hit and miss. I think Eagles hit and miss. Mm-hmm. Eagle on lead card sometimes is in the zone. I think it's just his game though. Sometimes he's in the zone, sometimes he's not. Yeah. Um, you know, it just depends. But I think like to be able to perform at that level and, and end up on lead card as much as he did. Like Dickerson also did really well all year. Yes. Dickerson also won the USDGC. Dickerson yeah. also put in a handful of the most ridiculous rounds that were shot all year. Yeah. I can appreciate that. Yeah. But I think the difference when it comes down to it is it's not just the finish it's not like where they finished in each tournament it comes down to like he was on lead card all the time yeah so for me like that's the difference you know because i spent some time thinking about it yesterday while i was watching the usdgc and it's like you watch dickerson you're just like fuck but then i'm also thinking like 
Yeah, Calvin shit the bed first round mm-hmm. and then shot three fucking sweet rounds and was in it till the end. Right. And he's always <laughs> in it yeah. till the end. You know what I mean? Like the yeah. champion. He's always trying to put that pizza in the oven. Yeah. And yeah. that championship, like he fell apart at the last round. Mm-hmm. And how uncharacteristic is that to see him? And you always see him. Yeah. Like you never, you never really see rounds of Calvin. Like, like the rounds where I've seen Calvin shoot like shit was first round at USDGC because he was on feature card mm-hmm. and the last round at the championships. Other than that, all season, I can't think of rounds where I watch Calvin and I'm out there like, what is he doing? What the fuck's yeah. going on with Calvin today? Yeah. You know? Um, and I don't know what. He really just started touring last year. Like last year was his first year of like really touring all year. Mm-hmm. So it could just be a thing of like fatigue. Yeah. I mean, it's the end of the season. He's been at it all year. It's been a weird year. Yeah. He has a whole life outside of this as well. And like it could just wear you down. He's a young guy. Yeah. And Dickerson's been on tour for years. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I mean, like it's all that stuff like comes into it. So by the end of the season, when he's at USDGC, when he's at tour championships, and you got all this pressure, and you got all this stuff, like he could just be fatigued. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like maybe the wheels came off the bus two rounds. Yeah. Out of the eight rounds of the last two big ones at the end of the year. And he still finished on on, you know, it right at the top. Yep. So I that would be my vote. Uh second I would definitely say it would be Dickerson. Yeah. Those were my my top two. Um Another guy I had in there was Kevin Jones. Because yep. I just, I, great player, did well this year. A yep. couple really not so good finishes. Like, I mean, even I think 25th at USDGC, which is really good. Like, I'd be happy to be 25th yep. there in the middle of all the good players. Um, but just being able to say that that's like his worst yeah. is, is something. So I think he's, he's somewhere in the mix. He's elite. Yeah. He had an elite year. Yes. Is it at the top? I don't think so. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think there's a lot to be like, you can dive into a lot to really figure it out. And then for the females, I mean, I think just, I mean, to me, Paige stands out at the top for like just dominance. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure because we need to get stats. I'm not sure who else would be up in the mix. Yeah, I think I think it's like, Paige. Yeah, I think like just you know Haley next year, right? Yeah. Like one, she gets to play with Paige all the time. Right. Two, like I'm sure Paige helps her. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm sure any of those like in the sport of like in the spirit of competition, right? We're also in a young sport, and it was one of the things that I really like, really, really, really admire about the CrossFit thing is like all those people are genuinely pulling for each other. Yeah. And they're genuinely like trying to help each other, and they go to each other's gyms, and they work on different stuff and all that other stuff. And uh, Tia Claire Toomey, four time in a row champ after she was done, she was talking about the importance of being like a great ambassador to the sport. Yeah. And I think disc golf, because it's still a young sport and because like the importance of growing the sport is like such a part of what people who care about disc golf are trying to do that. There's still that like mentorship. There's still that like when, when I was watching the live feed, like Nate was talking about traveling in Europe with Eagle and the whole time he was there, like just trying to help him like, yeah, dude, you have all these fucking physical attributes and all these skills. If you could just fucking play smart, mm-hmm. you'll be dominant. Yeah. Cause look at how well I do and I can't throw far either yeah. direction. I don't have all those like natural gifts or I'm just old, whatever it is. Yeah. So why wouldn't you be able to beat me every time if you played as smart as I do, but you just have a better skill set. Yeah. And like move towards that. And then, like, Eagle won a couple times this year. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? His mental game's getting better. 
Yeah. He's not getting attacked by plants. Yeah. Nah. So that's good. He still walks like he has to think about every phase of walking. <laughs> left foot, right foot, left foot. Like it's it blows my mind. He's bend your knees. <laughs> he's so elegant, like in these crazy throws, forehand, backhand, whatever. Yeah. And then he goes to walk and it's like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> like he's he's what's the guy's name? He's the guy from uh Men in Black. That's like the zombie guy. Uh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, but I think like Everybody want like everybody on the women's side wants to see Haley do well. Yeah, like everyone like when when Birkis won, right? Like everybody was like, "Sweet, you got some new young blood in the thing, whatever." Yeah, you know, and uh, want to see him do well. But I think Haley specifically, people are looking at like, what a skill set. She's eighteen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, wow, that that would be sweet. And so I think like, Paige wants to dominate, absolutely. But I also think like. Page like we talk about on the podcast all the time. I want to beat you at your best. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to help you get to your best. Yeah, and, and then I'm just going to beat you. And I'm still going to try to own you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because Versus. I, yeah. Because that's not pushing yourself. If you're just, I don't like beating your buddies over and over. Like, it, if you can see the potential, why not help them out? Yeah. Is kind of just and like how I push feel. the sport. Yeah. Because yeah. like I do that. With Dan, I try to do it with Kyle. Like, I try to help them both, for sure. But Kyle, every time, it's like, we're playing for lunch, right? Or we're just playing for lunch. Um, Kyle's always out of it. Dan's more down to do it. And even then, it's like, I'm not going to feel bad about it. Like, even though sometimes I do feel a little bad. Yeah. Um, But it's like, I'm trying to do something to help them. Because I see potential. I'm not doing it just for the hell of it. Right. Um. Because otherwise, like, it would just kind of be a waste of time to, like, some degree. Um, or a total waste of time. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Um, but, yeah, like, I want to help. I see potential in it. And, like, and he wants to do something. Like, that's the biggest thing for me. Like, if you want to do something and there's, like, a lot of work. Yeah. That makes way more sense than, like, somebody who, like, the step that it takes to get you there is, like, a tiny step. But you don't just give a shit at all. Yeah. Then it's, like, what's the point? Yeah. Um yeah big waste of time yep huge so that's why i want to go and just like i'll dedicate afternoons just caddying and just telling him what to do and see if we can like figure it out because i've never really done that i know i've done that with you in a tournament and then <laughs> just like am now and then i didn't find out until later through christy that you like hated me no um, i didn't hate you I, I it was just like that like i said like that tournament changed my life yeah yeah like in a very significant way because yeah. I was so miserable. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah I, just to help, like I'm willing to not waste an afternoon, but like out disc golfing, but I'm not playing. Right. Like I'm here to watch and legitimately caddy and see where, like where and what I can do with that. Because in my head, it makes a lot of sense. And I feel like there's a lot to be gained from it on like for myself and for Dan but I don't know until I try because I haven't really done it before in right. like a casual round. Yeah. Yeah. But I, yeah, I definitely think that Paige will push and help Haley and mm-hmm. do that and then see how, see where that goes. And I think in the end it'll make Paige better mm-hmm. because it'll force her to, not that she doesn't force herself and that she's not like a consummate professional and constantly working on her shit. But I think like, no, it's different to push yourself and then it's different to push yourself knowing like someone's on your heels Yeah, or you might not, it's going to take everything you got to be better than them. Yeah. And I think like I'm excited to watch that happen and see how that goes. Yep. Um 
So, but yeah, I, I still think this year, you know, you have hands down female of the year being Paige. Mm-hmm. But I'm excited to see how that goes. You know, I'm excited to see like where where the two of them go, like how everybody else goes. Um, and I still wonder, like, you're still at a point on the female side where you watch stuff and like people's form are like greatly different. Mm-hmm. Like there's still a thing of like their sport at the like just number of rounds put in by high level professionals is much less than the men's side. Mm-hmm. And I just I'm interested to see like how the women's side goes in terms of like is there going to be a standardization like there is on the men's side? Because I think you have more factors on women's side in terms of like body dynamics on how that affects your throw versus men. Yeah. So I wonder how that'll like work itself out. Yeah. So then rookie of the year. Is Haley a rookie? Yeah. I think so. Because she played some tournaments last year, right? Yeah. So, what But it, it's, it's, I don't know. I don't know really what defined like. Yeah. Is it just straight up your first year as pro? Or, like, you're newer to the... Sw- I don't know. To me, it's, like, a little more vague. Like... I think it'd be your first year touring. Yeah. Like, your first year actually, like... Right. Like, you've played pro for a little while now, but now you're out playing all the big events. Yeah. Like, I think I could... If I had the funding to go next year and play every single, like, Disc Golf Pro Tour event or whatever, I think that could count me as, like, a rookie of the year contendee or yeah. whatever it is. Um, even though I've been playing pro for a while now, but like random times I'm able to go travel and like get money together to go do it and whatever. And like trying to figure out, cause like not being a part of like the closest person I had to like touring pro was Jared, but he was out all the time. So I never really had all the opportunity to like, how do you do it? Like, I don't, I'm not understanding it. And it could be something so stupid and it's just, I my brain's not coming up with that little sentence of yeah. like, how did, I don't know. Or it could be like this huge elaborate thing. Um, but like just doing what I did this year of just like, I'm willing to drive however long there, spend my time there, sleep in a Walmart in the car and then go play the rounds. I feel great during every round and then drive back immediately. Like to podcast. Yeah. To yeah. podcast. Like that's, that's fine. It's just being able to, get the money to go play like entry fee and then 50 bucks in groceries for drinks and whatever food to stay alive yeah and then gas to get back home like i don't know um so who so if Haley can be a rookie she'd be mm-hmm. the rookie of the year yeah for me if Haley can't be a rookie i don't know enough of the players to be able to pick someone else. right that that would be my side yeah on the men's side rookie of the year who would you who would you pick <sighs> I don't know that's and that's that's where it's like we're, we're gonna like fall flat on our face here a little bit that's why I, I wanted to do more i was trying to do like a little bit last night and i was really tired and then uh this morning i was trying to do whatever and i just couldn't i was getting out my alarm went off at seven yeah. so either way like there was something i thought would be a really good thing i mean off the top i mean legitimately like I feel like Phil would be somewhere up there in the mix because he did play really well. I think the thing that just kind of killed him was having a broken foot off yeah. of a throw. So he he was missing whichever. I just know like his skill set from when I first met him, seeing him play to where he's at now is like a significant jump. Yeah. Where before is like, all right, here's just like kind of another guy, super nice guy, really cool dude, but like disc golf skill set there's stuff there 
but like i think it was he's an athlete yeah yeah he's like a legit athlete yeah yeah for sure like here uh hearing the stories of like him growing up and his dad and then like him wanting to fight people and then like him just like he would do like say stuff and like you know what i mean he'd like shove me around and it's like oh, okay like i moved way more than i thought i was gonna like yeah there's straight like he is an athlete yeah um and then just i'm not so surprised like he's at where he's at now after learning kind of like what his background is like because before all i knew is like he drove everywhere and ate all the pizza he could possibly find yeah like it was constantly on the road yeah yeah wasn't like that's athleticism that's like <laughs> so i love pizza and this is my job yeah but I, I think like missing the time with the broken foot yeah takes you out yeah like unfortunate but i think it takes you out yeah um yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But I'd like again let's Time do some okay. let's do some research on it and actually come up with some definitive picks for the next podcast and yep. like some stats or whatever. And then if you guys at home have your picks for it, yep. please put it in the comments. Yeah, absolutely. Reasons put why it anywhere. Or, yeah. Yeah. Because it'd be sweet. And then uh I also wanted to go through and do some like super crystal ball shit like I had talked about previously, but we could do it for the next podcast of like sure. who's gonna win you know, insert, we'll do, I, I wanted to do Worlds, USDGC, Tour Championships. Mm -hmm. Who's going to win those three? Okay. Who's, who's your picks for those? Okay. And then just for fun, because it's here, D-Glow. Yes. Who's going to win D-Glow? Just Me. for fun. Okay. Yeah. I'd like to win it. Well, what we'll do is we'll <laughs> we'll mark it down. <laughs> we'll bet something on it. And then the greatest variance loses. Okay. So that way, like, if you pick someone to win Worlds and they come in 87th, you have a variance of 86. Yeah. So we'll just keep track of the variance for those four events for the year. Okay. And then uh, we'll do something sweet. I'm thinking something workout related. Okay. So the loser has to do, like, something terrible. Oh, Extremely God. terrible to be filmed. And you have up. to do the CrossFit Championships 12 events. No. Did you couldn't do you couldn't do them like you or know, the you, or the final event? You, you have to run a mile, yeah. You, swim, and no, no, no. burpee, and high, yeah. reverse hypers, you and swim, and then. it would take you all day, and literally like the the chin up thing, like yeah, your hands aren't made for it. Hopefully yeah. by then we'll have stronger hands, like yeah. not grip wise, skin wise, yeah. Because the issue is like the one girl Haley Adams who's nineteen, I think she came in fourth, mm -hmm. um. When you're doing the 300 chin-ups, her hands tore open at like oh. 150. Yeah. So like the last 150, you're literally like like Goggins when Goggins broke the record. First of all, when Goggins broke the record, it was straight. It's yeah, not, it's not, not the yeah. yeah, butterfly pull-ups or whatever they're called. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you got 150. Like you're literally just putting chalk onto like, you know, your hand and then your grip thing that you have. And you're just like rubbing the chalk on like open sores yeah you're jumping up and grabbing the bar and you're like let's go and yep. you can see her like there's eh. blood all over the ledge like here we go yeah um so yeah we'll I, figure it out yeah we'll figure something out something yeah. sweet definitely some handstand push-ups yeah there might be another trophy involved i think we have the trophy that everybody wants yeah we're gonna that's gonna be it it's not gonna be a more We'll have to uh, lustful. We, we trophy. have to, yeah. I mean, is there a Pete Weber too? I don't know. We'll have to figure something out. Oh man! But whatever. I think that would be. A, I think that'd be a good one. Good one going on. And then I also wanted to. Uh, yeah, I had a couple bets for personal, 
like our personal goals for next year. Okay. So maybe next podcast we'll do the crystal ball. Crystal ball will be the podcast. Okay. So next year we'll do, you know, we'll come up with like a list of things during the week that we will communicate and then bring them to the table and then we'll commit to all that stuff and then figure out where, uh, who has the greatest variance. Okay. And we'll figure out what we're going to bet. Yeah. That'll be sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would be cool. We'll have some homework. Yeah. Do some homework. Yeah. And again, if you guys have any ideas on this stuff, please put it in. I, I encourage comments. Yeah. Put Good, it in. bad, whatever. Put it in. If you love us, if you hate us, whichever. Oh, uh, real quick one. Mosier posted on Facebook. Um, do you say thank you when someone clears your putt out in a cat? This is a casual round. If they clear you out for you or just pick up your disc from like off the ground. Like we do. Like I always hand you your putter or whatever. Yeah. I know like I'd say it all the time because it's like common courtesy. Yeah. But I know other people don't sometimes. Me? Yeah, sometimes. Okay. Whatever. I don't know. It was like a random. Th- it was a weird not Mosier question, I feel like. But I say thank you all the time because it's a yeah. courtesy. Okay. I'm watching like. you now. Yeah. Because I feel like there's times you haven't said thank you, but since you've committed uh, to you always say thank you, we'll <laughs> see. <laughs> We'll see. Well, what's your thought? I mean, do you say thank you or what? So I think that there's a thing of like, there's people that exist in my world, right? That I interact with differently than like the general public. And by general public, I mean like everybody besides like a handful of people. Yeah. And so I think like the interaction that I have with them is much more like family than it would be like, like other people in my life. Mm -hmm. So like when I interact with you when I interact with Will... As far as disc golf goes, that'd probably be it because I'd probably spend the most time like playing with you guys and like have spent the most time playing with you guys. So when I interact with you guys or when we're doing something, it's very much different than when I do it with anybody else. Yeah. So I would assume definitely if I'm playing with anybody besides you and Will, every time I'm always on my like best behavior in terms yeah. of like, thank you, blah, 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 this yeah. and that. Um, but because I play with you and Will so much, like, yeah, my interaction with it is probably much more like the big germ Yuli practice rounds. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, like, I'm out there. I know all the shit that you're doing. You know all the shit that I'm doing. Like, you know, I know your shots. I know your bag. I know, you know, like, all this stuff. I know when you do something that it was good for you. Mm-hmm. Not just good. Like, oh, that's what you've been working on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, when that shot went fucking crazy on 17. Yeah. <laughs> and you were excited. I knew why you were excited. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where someone else would be like, wow, oh, that's a fucked up shot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I guess in like the situation when I'm playing with like you guys specifically, like, yeah, my interaction with it's different. So yeah. I'm probably less likely to be like, thank you. And you right. know, I'm more likely to be walking around while you're putting. And I'm more likely to like, there's a handful of things that I probably do with the two of you guys that I don't do with other people because I just like, we spend so much time together disc golfing. Yeah. It's much more personal or personable, whatever yeah. between us. Like there's a lot of, I mean, between you and I, yeah, there's a lot of shit talk. Yeah. Like whole time. Yeah, and it's and it's basically it's also like so comfortable and familiar, right? It's 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 probably like at this point, it's probably more familiar than me playing disc golf by myself. Yeah, because I can't remember the last time I played disc golf by myself. Yeah, I've gone out to throw and I've worked on the course, like doing a few things, but I literally yeah. can't remember the last time like I played a round by myself. Yeah, it's either you or Will. Basically, you know, I went out with Parker. Like, I've gone out with other people, but for the most part, like, I don't disc golf by myself anymore, which is weird because I used to do it all the time. Yeah. Um, So it's, like, more familiar to, for me to play with you guys, you know, you, 
than it is for me to like even just play by myself. So when I'm out there, like it's just so familiar. I'm just so like in it. Like I'm not thinking of like, you know, I don't know, pleasantries or whatever. I'm yeah. more thinking of like, I want to beat you or what I'm working on or even what you're working on. You know what I mean? Or like watching stuff with you when you're throwing and all that. And I don't really like, I don't know. It's, it's probably like just a different thing for me. Yeah. So I think we have the same mindset overall. Yeah. Like if well, between you and I, it's whatever it is. Yeah. But again, if it's another group where it's, I know you like we're acquaintances, but we don't play all the time. I'll be on my best behavior. Yeah. Yeah. It dep- and then depending on who you are, maybe there's a little jab here and there, like the friendlies, whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, usually like I'll say thanks every, like if you're going to do whatever. Yeah. During the tournament, I was on my best behavior for the first four holes. I got kind of quiet. Yeah. Serious. Like this is a tournament. Yeah. You know, people are whatever. And then after the four holes, then I was like talking it up. Yeah. yeah I was more <laughs> chatty and whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh. All right. You ready to. Yeah, work out? Yeah, let's get it. Do some do some workout stuff. Cue the spinning, the spinning kid. kid. <laughs> <laughs> Bye everybody.